To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. You can check us out at tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to us on our various platforms on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we're back! After a long hiatus. Wow. I think uh, I think I got gray hairs. Uh, more gray hairs. Uh, we've been uh, we've been away. <laughs> we've been away for a long time. We're not going to get into too many of the details, no. but um, let's just put it this way: um, I nearly had a mental breakdown uh, packing like thirty bags no, no. of. He had a mental. I had a mental I was there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> where uh, I got flooded in my apartment, uh, <clears throat> among some other uh, issues, uh, huge issues, plumbing, heat. I did not have heat or hot water for about a month and a half. And here's the thing: John literally just got back from. From New Orleans. Well, first, I went to DR for vacation, then came back and went to New Orleans for work. Working with uh, your uh, friend and mentor, uh, Bob. Uh, friend ba- of the show. Uh, uh, Basie Bob uh, Brockman. Yes. Brockman. And uh, uh, you were handling some uh, uh, some live uh, music stuff down there? Yeah, handling some business down there, you know. Uh, AV. Just say it. Just say it. You were, you, were, you were in the midst, uh, close to the Kremlin. Oh. <laughs> you were close to the Kremlin, and then you, and then, and then it Wait, was no. extraction time. It's like, no, you're too, you're, it's too hot here. It's you got to go. We got to pull you. Up. I was, you see, why are you doing that, man? I, I was thinking more like, <laughs> you know, that he's spending some time with Zelensky. You know, he's just, you know. Oh yeah, we were, yeah, we were at the topless bars together. Yeah, you know, have, Ukrainian uh, topless bars. Mm-hmm. We have a mission for you. <laughs> uh, so we've been we have been away uh, for a long time, and God knows there's so much. We were just a lot has happened. We were preparing this, and then suddenly John was like, "But what about this?" And we were like, "Oh God, that's right. Yeah. We kind of do have to talk about that." So, but we are back. We're going to cover uh, your your the plethora of fanboy passion stuff that's happening right now. Congratulations, Aaron Judge, sixty one, going for sixty two. Woo! That's the wrong kind of fanboy. <laughs> what? We don't. We don't do sport. We don't F do you. Sp- we don't do sports F ball. <laughs> we especially don't. Do we especially don't do sports ball because it looks like the Mets are probably going to get eliminated. So I don't. <laughs> shout out to my mother and my grandmother. That's your shout out there. I know you love the Mets. Um, today's show, we're going to try and uh, power through a lot of material. Uh, we will be uh, talking about the. Deadpool trailer, uh, the Deadpool announcement trailer. Deadpool, there's no trailer. Deadpool, Deadpool announcement. announcement from Hugh Jack with Hugh Ryan Jackman Ryan, Ryan, and Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds, but also uh, the trailer that dropped for uh, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. And then the meat of the show is we're going to go through uh, three of the big streaming shows. Halfway points for some of these shows. Yeah, that's important. Uh, We are doing these this this episode while those shows are only about five, six to seven episodes in. Their stories haven't finished yet. uh, But we, you know, these are pretty big in the culture right now. They're they're the they're the things everyone's talking about. Hopefully, by the time these shows finish, and we'll be able to deliver a a A review of these things, and hopefully. The world will still be in one piece. Yes, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, I we don't want to keep you uh, hanging too much. The shows we're going to be covering 
uh, HBO Max's House of the Dragon, uh, the Disney Plus Marvel show uh, She-Hulk, and the Disney Plus uh, Star Wars show Andor. Andor. Uh, one question for you, Miguel. Andor what? I want. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We're not topping that. We are not topping that. Shut it down. Shut, Shut it, it all up. down. John, I want you all the. You just wire it all. You finish up. We're done. Like, and afterwards, they left showbiz forever. All right, turn it back on. Um, I want you to pronounce Targaryen the way you normally pronounce Targaryen. Targaryen. Usually, you usually say Targaryen. Do I? Yeah, you I say Targaryen. Okay. I know, right? Like Targaryen. Yeah. Now, what's the name of the uh, what's the, what's the breakout star from Office Space? What's his name? Uh, is it Gary Cole or Jerry Cole? Wait, okay, hold on. Is this a GIF GIF thing? No, it, no. Because I'm just gonna say. I was hoping that, like, every time I talk to you, like, you say Targaryen. And we, I'm like, wait, hold on. Are we gonna? Are, 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 so you're the Lord of the Rings guy, right? So uh, how are things in the Kingdom of Jondor? <laughs> and his, and his, he's like, why? Why am I here? I'm a good man. I pay my taxes. I'm honest. I'm a beautiful wife and kid. I, I was hoping I was hoping to corner you with that. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, we, we, we will be covering the House of the Dragon and She-Hulk and Andor um, because right now they are the things to talk about, and we will get to that. After we finish these words from friends. Ghost Dog Studio. Another friend of the show, or should I say the mother of To Be Continues a Fanboy Podcast website, Tamara, runs Ghost Dog Studio. From film scoring and editing where imagination, sound, and ideas converge. That's ghostdogstudio.com. Go to ghostdogstudio.com. Freddy's Bar, a Brooklyn local institution located at 652 Fifth Avenue, Park Slope, Brooklyn. If you're thirsty and if you're looking to support local artists and musicians, come on over to Freddy's or check them out at freddysbar.com. Now, Johnny, you and I, we've played gigs there, right? Yeah. And they've got a whole back room full of live entertainment. So after a long week at working from home during these times, close up. And come hang out with your buddies at Freddy's Bar. That's freddysbar.com. Okay, those were words from friends. All right, first on the docket. Um, you, when did you send me, did you send me as soon as it dropped the, the, the YouTube link for that? The YouTube Because I think it, you, you let me know. You were, for you, you for, for, for the, the, for Deadpool. Oh, um, or was it was that late at night or early in the morning? It, it might was have one been, of those things. It might but have I did been with you. Yeah, I think it was like late at night. I think I sent it to you and and Martin. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was to, late. I think it was it was it was later on. But like uh, surprised all of us out of nowhere. Like you know, Ryan Reynolds. He does this thing where he's and you know, like Ryan Reynolds is. Let, let's let's be honest. He's kind of ubiquitous all over YouTube because he's selling like a gazillion products. Yeah, he's got a soccer team. Uh, him and Rob McElhenney, you yeah, know, it is, it uh, is, I can't tell you how many times it's like, I'll buy your freaking long distance plan. All right, he's got, Ryan, he's got, <laughs> he's got the mint mobile, he's got the gin, you know, aviators gin and what else he's, he's, if he appears to you on YouTube, you know, he's going to be selling something, which, which one. by the way, which by the way, maybe explains why we haven't had our Deadpool sequel right. in so long. Right. Um, 
this is the third outing for Deadpool, and this will be his first outing under, I'm assuming, the Marvel Studios umbrella. And this announcement um, was done in the only in the imitable style of Ryan Reynolds, who is a master of social media. Yes. That's how he got Deadpool off the ground to begin right. with, right? right? Because you know where we were left off with Deadpool. You know, just to you know a little <laughs> background is when he played him in that Wolverine Origins movie. People thought, oh, this has screwed the pooch. And we have the perfect guy, but you have screwed this character yeah, over. Because guess what? Like at the the last fight scene in that movie, they seal his mouth shut. Yeah, no, Deadpool. Yes, you seal his mouth shut. The dumbest, one of the dumbest comic book movie moves ever made. And at that point, I think a lot of people, there's there's no way that this is going to happen. He had a contract for a solo film, mm-hmm. but at that point, like you've ruined the character. Is there's not going to be an exciting? Uh, there's no excitement for it. And he just nose to the grindstone, just kept years and years. years. Let's keep refining this script until it is perfect. Then finally got off the ground. Deadpool one becomes this unexpected cultural massive hit. Billion dollar hit. You know, billions. We're talking about billions. Now we're looking at his million budget, right? The first one. Yeah. About 20, 30 million dollars. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it just was a, a, an amazing return, amazing return. And it, it's a legitimately great superhero comic book movie to the point where my mother and my grandmother love that movie. <laughs> they love, they, and you know, we, I didn't even like Deadpool 2. They love Deadpool 2. Oh, oh, they like the sequel too? Yeah, which shows you how broad an appeal wow. this character and everything has now. And so, you know, out of nowhere, we get this low-key announcement um, from R- Reynolds and his very, you know, uh, talky, very avuncular way. Yeah, he just stands right in front of a camera and like, just like he normally does. And, and he's, he's so making good at ex- it. he's kind of making excuses about yeah. why there hasn't been a Deadpool three. It's like, well, we haven't after and, talking for like a minute and a half, two minutes, and, and then what is it? He says, "We re- we don't have any we ideas. Have any, nothing, nothing. So what are we gonna do?" And then out of nowhere, he's like, "Hey, what if I got Hugh Jackman to come in?" And, and Hugh Jackman's like, apparently comes down from upstairs. Like, you want to be in the movie? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And that and <laughs> that shows you. How, oh God, it just shows you both of those those actors so identified with those roles and how easy it is to just be like, this will be a, like the second I told you, well, they've just guaranteed themselves a billion dollars. And it is, it is a guaranteed billion yeah. dollars because there's no way no one is going to not want to watch right. this now, right? Okay. You know, just, just, you know, regardless, like even if it has like a really crappy plot. Yeah. People yeah. that first weekend, people will both COVID, no COVID. They will put asses in seat to see Jackman again. And interestingly enough, you know, one of the things about this is because um, he did two of these promos. So he did the first right. one where it's just kind of like the next morning. It's just an explanation of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that. That felt very improv. But also the genuineness of those two guys, that this was a low key little set, probably a little thing. He just we're just going to set up a camera and we're going to do this thing in my house. And they just had fun. Yeah. Like, uh, how do we do this? The thing about it that is great is when he, in that second one, Ryan is like, well, I have to explain. How is Logan going to be here? Here's the, here. That what is interesting to me about that is that this will be Logan in his prime. Last we saw Logan was Logan. Which he said. And he's like, older. Of, of an alternate and, future. Exactly. Right, yeah. And he's not. So here it's going to be Jackman is still young enough to play the part. Um, he's almost perfectly. Honestly, at this point. Jackman is perfect to play Wolverine because Wolverine has always been an older guy. 
A little bit bitter, a little bit jaded. Yeah, more, yeah. you know, but he brings up a lot been, of... The world's put him through a ringer, but he's still in his prime. He still can go toe-to-toe with all the guys that, you know, fight the fights that he needs to fight. But, but it brings up a lot of issues, especially this is under the MCU yeah. uh, umbrella, right? You know, like, what, what are happens? they going to do? Exactly. Yeah. How are they going to integrate X this? mutants X-Men, whatever. And I also have an, another thought about this that I told <laughs> you, which is some of this feels to me like... What was the last installment from the Fox movies? And it was those God mutants. Yes. The last two were those those God awful X-Men and then new mutants. Mm -hmm. Right. And no one holds them up in any esteem. Dark Phoenix was a huge flop. I can honestly think that Reynolds is like, you know what? That's a really, those are really shitty capstones for the Fox films. Which did do their service to comic book movies, to fans. Whether, however, and you and I, we've talked many times how we not particularly big fans of those Fox films and what they did with those characters. But they are important, and they did deliver a lot of things that we hadn't seen before with these characters. So I could see him going, you know, let this be the real final capstone for the, the Fox universe. Uh, I even could see this being the final Deadpool movie. Uh, I, I, there's there's a feeling it makes that a billion dollars. You know, it's that's, that's true. That's the uh, the other hand of that is yes, they're making ha- money cash hand over fees. It's a cash cow. Uh, I I could I could see this being, um, in, going away party. Dude, Jackson, yeah, kind of a uh, but also, I have a feeling that this isn't going to be necessarily because it raises questions. How do you integrate this? We're bringing Wolverine there. I don't know if it will be. Those characters are integrated into the MCU, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to multiverse it and make it a trip through yeah, various places. Yeah, yeah. Since that seems to be the thing I can totally, by the way, being multiverse, I can see this being a thing that Ryan Reynolds by himself approached Feige and says, hey, you're doing multiverse, right? That's right. the whole thing that you guys are doing right now. Loki, tap, Loki, season. tap me in, coach. Get me off the bench. I will give you a spectacular multiverse movie. And oh, hey, I was talking to Hugh. He's game for doing. And it's like, yes, here's the money. Just we don't even care what the story is. We've seen it with the Loki is, is going into season two. Um, you and I, I think we've seen that quantum mania like leak, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's the next. That's that. That's uh, that for Ant Man. Kang is is going to be a thing. He's Multiverse be, of Madness, the right? Spider-Man movie. Madness. So this is what they're into right now. Mm, pure speculation on my part, but I do think it's gonna. I I, I don't think it's going to be a serious movie. I don't think it will. It will just be fun. It will be Logan and Deadpool go on a trip through the multiverse and meet other Marvel characters, and then maybe maybe something in it will be in a, some sort of like, oh, and this element you got to pay attention to because it's going to pay off in Secret Wars or Avengers or something else. And I don't think this is necessarily... More marketing. Marketing synergy. 100%. <laughs> I also think it's possible that by the time they get around to that Secret Wars movie that's on the docket, right? That's years away from now, Right. We know that they're not doing the fantastic, that the the FF are after that, right? I, I and don't the know. <laughs> and, and the X-Men are after that. 
since the Secret Wars, I don't think I think that they're gonna draw elements from the '80s Secret Wars, mm. but that's more gonna be aesthetics. I think story-wise, it's gonna be the early 2000s version of Secret Wars, and the early 2000s version of Secret Wars was a multiverse thing that ended up rebooting I, Marvel Comics and resetting things. So here's what I think. I think that they're going to, in that Secret Wars movie, at the end, it will be like, okay, we're starting over. And oh, hey, part of his story was integrating the Fox Universe characters into it. So now this new Marvel Universe, new MCU that's being rebooted, will have the mutants in it. That's not bad. It's just that, you know, it's it's important not to confuse the audience as it is. You know? But all of, this, a, all of this multiverse material they're putting out is educating them. Yeah, yeah. You know you what know. I mean? You you already have, a, you know, Endgame and it's multiple timeline nonsense. We have multiverse of madness where, uh, you know, they, and then the Spider-Man movies. The audience is getting up to speed of like what that means so that he can, I think he could pull the trigger on the idea of like, hey, after this, because when that Secret Wars comes out, we're going to be close to the 20 year mark of the MCU. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, we are, you know, 2008 is when it started. We're now in 2022. That's a pretty long time. I could see Feige going and this is our chance to reboot, recast everyone and everything. And that's interesting because I, I saw like some rumor in social media about like, oh, Zac, Zac Efron went into... To meeting at Marvel Studios, uh, maybe it's Wolverine, Wolverine or whatever. Which I don't know. Like, like that's. In I my don't opinion. know if it can be Jackman. He's he is, his age is up there. Yeah, and you know if if they get to around to an X Men film after twenty twenty eight or something, he he's, he'll be too old. He'll be too old. Yeah. But I do think that maybe this is what that this Deadpool. And it's funny I, you say that because there's a petition going around. You guys know this, right? Yeah, there's, I, there's always petitions. There's a petition to get Danny DeVito. <laughs> to play, yes, to there's play always, yeah. People have been saying that. That's a real thing. Real yeah, story. well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You don't, you, you, do you want to know why? Because he's the actual height. He's the actual height, and, and he's, he's, he's honestly the actual almost everything that yeah. is Wolverine. Yeah, you know, at some point, you know, maybe we'll say, here's what I, here's what I, here's, here's what I guarantee. I guarantee you one of the, I guarantee you one of the multiverses that Logan and Deadpool go to will have yeah. Danny DeVito yeah. as Wolverine. <laughs> Rumham. 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 Oh, I dropped my I dropped my Magnum condom for my large for my big dong. Anyway, thanks for Frank, Frank Reynolds. Uh, Wade, may I offer you an egg in these trying times? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we had to talk about that and look, I didn't like Deadpool 2. I really didn't. Um, I don't know if I saw Deadpool. You, don't, you didn't miss it's anything. Fine. It's fine. You didn't, you didn't miss <laughs> anything. And and I was more. Bucks, did it still bring in the bucks? It did a bit. It, was oh, modest. it did as it didn't do better than the first one. Yeah. It had a bigger budget. And it had a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah. That was the other thing. Right. I honestly, um, super excited, and I don't need it to be. I have no expectations for this project. And it's the genius of Reynolds and how he really is the master of social media. Because mm -hmm. all he did was, here's me and Hugh, and that's it. You're satiated. You're not going to care what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what it is. I, it's just yeah, like, yeah. It's, I, I, my prediction is fun multiverse romp. Mm -hmm. As a nice capstone to. They may end up at like the, 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 the game field of Wrexham. 
for all we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you know that huge, huge. Everyone got. Everyone was talking about it. Now, what if the movie starts with Wolverine getting hired to be the coach? Oh, right. So like, get, like get them back in shape, and then Deadpool comes out. Yeah. Um. I, honestly, I think it's going to be. If you remember, well, you don't. You, again, you don't. Rem- maybe you don't remember the the. Sec- you said you didn't see the second Deadpool. Remember at the end of the second Deadpool, though, what happened? Deadpool had access to a time travel yeah, yeah, device. Yeah, that's true because of cable. So I think you time. could honest. I think you could op- literally open open the movie with him and Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend. I almost don't want to see it, and yet I do want to right? see it at the same and, time. And right? you know, yeah. you can see uh, Yukio going like, "Wait, we've we've re- we you know oh, we we've modified stop, the device, stop. and you can you can go across how, multiverse." Yeah, you remind me how horrible that movie was. Right? <laughs> so I I I thought Negasonic Teenage Warheads. You know, Asian girlfriend actually was one of the funniest. <laughs> Just because it was so odd that she was such a stereotypical, like, Japanese, like, you know, um, schoolgirl type. And she just, she was just cheerful and liked Wade. And was like, <laughs> hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm super excited. And now we go to the uh, next and a more somber uh, film, I'm assuming, uh, two days ago, the, uh, or was it yesterday? Was it only yesterday? Yesterday we got the second trailer. There no, we there had a teaser, teaser for, trailer and then finally you get a full for Wakanda, full forever. For Wakanda forever. And I have to say this, it's like, uh, I'm, I sent it to you because it dropped early in the morning and I'm, I'm watching this and, and then we're on the phone. We're watching, I'm watching this while I'm on the phone with you and it ends with November 11th. I'm like, Holy, Holy crap, crap. That's around the corner. <laughs> November 11th. When is this? I I forget this. Like how close it is. Right. Right. And that's when I I told you. And that's why I said, you know, that Black Adam's like on the 21st of October. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is all coming way too fast. Yeah. So um, we finally get not only the, uh, we get a lot of things with the full trailer, trailer, but a little more of an idea of what's going to happen. And and the one thing that jumps out, at least for me, for you and me is is Namor, the Submariner, Submariner. flapping wings and everything in all of his, because you were very like, how are they going to make the wings? How are they going to make that work? I'm not the only one. I mean, there are so many who was like, yeah, how do they make even, even like from, from like years ago, people were like, well, how do they, how are they ever going to make Namor? Because it doesn't make any sense. It's right. like, it's like, and do the wings do anything? Is it anti-gravity? Is he gliding? Yeah. Like you know, so and here he is like the wings, they it's, flap at his, is there any like faux science to it? Or is just magic? Well, look, it like, might as well be magic because it is, uh, he, Namor is, I'm going to beat you to the punch on this. He is. Not the first mutant. No, he is he's the, not first. the first okay. mutant. <laughs> Human Torch. Well, Human you know, Torch is an android. Remember, he's an android, right? Right. right. Okay. But, um, he's, he's a hybrid. No. What is a mutant, dude? No, mutants what are not is hybrids. A mutant? Okay, Ed, you can be a hybrid and still be a mutant. No, Ed, a liger is a hybrid. But you can, yeah, because but, its mother is no, one no. thing and its father is it another. It doesn't matter what your genes are, but if the genes are genetically modified. Uh, modified because of environment, because of of whatever to no, do that's extra- not, things no, that are extraordinary. No, and and then every domesticated two heads then is a mutation. Every domesticated animals two a penises as a mutation. Okay, tell me more about these two penises. <laughs> Four breasts. 
It's a mutation. Four's too many. Three is three's <laughs> three's a, I'm, a, I'm a total recall guy all the way. Guy, yeah. <laughs> but look, <laughs> inarguably, okay? No! According, with a lot of arguments. According to Marvel, <laughs> Namor they, is be, a mutant. No, be, then they, all, Ed, they only did that because the mutants are possible, and they wanted to give him some traction in the 90s, okay? You know... You, I, I could see the argument on both sides, but no, 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 he's a mutant. No, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me continue. But I'm gonna have to, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to side with Ed because a mutant is a mutation. It's right, a mutation. mutation. That no, but that again. No. Okay, wait. Okay, so motherfucker. Right now. Yes or up down? Yes no. Go. Is Aquaman a mutant? Because it's the Aquaman same effing story. But he's not Marvel. He's not Marvel, but according to this guy, if your father is from first the land off, and your mother is from the water, you're first a mutant? Off, first off, uh, that's DC, okay? That's a whole don't, different universe. No, that's don't. <laughs> fucking fanboys. Now, wait, one fucking fanboys. Uh, Ready, fight. Whatever the case is, he's got powers, he, right? Okay, Namor is, because John doesn't really know where, uh, Namor is the avenging son. He is the Prince of Atlantis, mm. more or less, that he's the, he's the king, right? And Marvel's Atlantis is a, a little different than the DC version. He came before Aquaman, so there is a, definitely a claim where you could say, like, ah, oh, there's definitely a, a ripoff of you know, because it's essentially the same thing. Uh, Water one, king, one, pa one, right. one parent is from Atlantis, one parent is from the land. He's combined. Namor's whole thing starting out was that. He was different than all the other Atlanteans. He has light skin, like a surface, you know, like a surface dweller. Oh, I know where you're going. You're, you're going with natural selection. No, not that. It's not. It's more. Again, it's more like. Again, it's more like breeding. Breeding, breeding. Exactly. Yeah. He is a hybrid. His, his, his in in Namor's case, his his mother was an Atlantean, and his father was from the surface. That's why his full name is Namor Mackenzie, because his father's last name was Mackenzie. He was. Uh, he was uh, who is a father? <laughs> uh, and the weird thing, and the weird thing about um, not the weird, but the thing that makes him very different from Aquaman is that even from his first appearance, well, he can fly. He can right? fly. He he can fly. Um, he doesn't have quite the same like power over. Sea well, creatures. They, they, they're uh, him and Arthur both have you know they're like some sort of nine vulnerability. They're not Superman in vulnerability, right? right. But they have super they're, strength. They're, they're, he, they're very tough. Yeah. And they're very strong. Mm -hmm. Namor is in that, you know, when I was a kid and I remember, Namor fell into the more like the 50, 60 ton range. Right, exactly. He not not a Hulk 100 plus yeah. ton guy, but that's still, yeah, I mean, they that's had still him, more than they powerful had destroying, enough. Uh, I think, you know, his first appearances with, uh, with Human Torch. They had him uh, destroying almost, Nazi tanks, right? Right. You know? Yeah. Well, in his first, actually, in his first appearance, and this is what gets to it, is very interesting. Is that he's very different from from Aquaman in this sense. Namor himself has a very difficult relationship with the surface world, mm, yeah, even though yeah. his father is there. His first appearances, literally, there are some divers checking out a wreck, and like he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm just gonna kill these guys." Yeah. They don't do anything to him or his people. It's just like, oh, they, what are these people doing in my realm? I'm going to kill them. And he starts out in this weird anti-hero sort of sort of like environmentalist. Yeah, he sort of. He, he well, his whole thing again was he only turned against the he like he gets convinced to fight against the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just got to bring the Nazis into every conversation. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Nate, I'm just, this is a shout out. I oh, got, I'm forgetting this YouTuber and I'll, I'll, 
maybe I'll, I'll try and remember it at some point. There is this YouTuber who was going on about some stuff and he was going through the, some of the old comics and there's this whole thing where Namor is like, I will, I will wreak war on all sides in World War II, the Allies and the Nazis. And this YouTuber said, that's because, you know, Namor is centrist trash. <laughs> he's, he's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 Namor is centrist trash, you know? He's, he's, he's just, you know, he's... Funding he all sides. Well, well I, so, so like, he's a character who ha has a lot of rough edges and has been, as you said, both villainous he was he's well known for his partnership with Dr. Doom. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and also macking on Sue Storm, trying to break up the Fantastic Four. He, he has um he has a very long history of And yet of he's also association association not, not not just association with the X-Men. He he is an X-Men, right? You know, like they drafted him at one point. Um he had a he had a weird history in the in the uh, in the 90s where he was in a suit as an environmentalist that was the whole thing he had faked his death and he formed Don't his own corporation yeah, yeah that really that's exactly what it was, what it was right, right you know i've got to take on pollution you, head bring on. Up, you bring up the fantastic four dr doom you know like the invaders the invaders you know which was the which is the his whole connection to captain america where yeah. they have he's an whole, illuminati like, illuminati because similar to aquaman the idea that there's this kingdom under the ocean makes this guy immensely because like again like aquaman it's not just when you when you f with namor yeah you're effing with the guy who can lift 60 tons and can laugh off bullets but then you know there are a lot of people in the marvel universe who can do that namor can also be like yeah i can also call an army with insane magic yeah. and weapons and monsters at any time and he has and we see that in this trailer. Yes. In Wakanda. And that is also another important thing. Very recently, I would say the last 20 years or so in the comics, because Namor has always been this guy that's, you know, kind of morally ambiguous. He's been good guy. He's been, you know, anti-hero. They had, they decided, you know what would be cool? If we made a rivalry between the Submariner and T'Challa, the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And they've been in conflict on a lot of things. And Namor as a character, because of his anti-hero nature, his darkness, he is, as a member of the Illuminati, mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that will make the unheroic decisions at any time. And the true. Illuminati story, it he's was, the one that tells everyone, no, you know what? You really, you, you, you after yourself by sending Hulk in space. You're going to pay for this. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. the one who says it, tells everyone, right? Because My, uh, he, Namor is a guy and I've told the story and I just, I just love telling it. Namor is a guy who will go up to fucking Tony Stark and he, when Stark threatened in the comics to launch the, you know, get rid of the Hulk and Namor has had this relationship with the Hulk, you know, um, they were defenders. They're mm -hmm. founders of the defenders. Yeah, yeah, you know, Doctor right, Strange, right. the Hulk, Silver Surfer and Namor, which is like, Wow. That's amazing power. Yeah. That's like those four guys could just take on the Avengers by themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, Iron Man's floating this idea. Maybe we got to get rid of Bruce. Things are, you know, getting hairy. And Namor's like, you won't touch him, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Namor is arrogant. Namor is a guy that Quicksilver looks at and goes, what a dick. <laughs> Quicksilver. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> of all people. All right. And here's the thing. Like, so Tony's like, listen, you're not, you know, you're all blusters. Like, look, here's the thing. Uh. You know, you always act like you're the only guy who's got the stones to do something. But, like, we're all willing. We're all warriors here, right? And Namor's like, that's where you're wrong. You're a warrior. 
I'm a king. <laughs> and then Tony says, not up here, you're not. And then they beat the crap out of each other. And <laughs> Namor proves it. He, he brings Iron Man into the water and like rips off the helmet and is like holding him there for him to like drown. That's who Namor is. He is the kind of guy who in the Illuminati, if there's a decision, be, we're like, we got to use the Infinity Gems. Uh, we're colliding with another universe. And everyone else is like, we got to figure a way around us. And Namor is the guy who will go, we destroyed the other universe. Like, this, the stakes are too big. I don't have time to footsie around with like, oh, what's the moral implications? He's like, if this is going to destroy my me and my people, then we're nipping this in the bud now. And that always puts him in conflict with he's a lot of characters. He very much is. He's no, he's, well, he, he's a protector of his yeah. people. And, you know, look, so... And their people have been screwed over by the surface now, world. Now, here you have in Wakanda Forever, it's been pretty much established that they are the most technically advanced nation on the planet, right? Um, we've seen from the last teaser where the queen says, I've lost everything that's important to me, right? And What uh, could take out this advanced nation? Right. Atlantis, and you can see uh, Namor has technology and magic just like Wakanda does, yeah. and he can control the elements. Namor can be like, if I wanted to take out the East Coast, I could without any troops. It would just be, I, I will, I will throw a tsunami at you. Now, what we're getting here, <laughs> what we're getting here is a very, uh, very Mesoamerican esque type of um, flavor to Namor, you know, which I think is a very interesting spin. And it's a, and I like that. I like, I like that Mesoamerican, South American, uh, thing. And we, you know, we, we had this, uh, discussion of that, um, again, we not knowing what the plot, uh, entails or what it's about. Um, uh, I've said like, you know, science tells us at one point, South America right. and Africa were one right. continent, like, you know, at the beginning of time. Right. Who's to say that there isn't some vibranium in Atlantis? And that is the other thing also, like the, the question of vibranium and, uh, you know, and, and so it, it seems like there's, it, it's a, there's a very, not only that, but there's a very heavy plot of, uh, there's a third, possibly a third yes. force at work here. <laughs> and you and I, we fanboy this, which is like, there's uh, only one answer for you and me. Yeah. For you and me. For you and me, the answer would be if who's going to set these, because it, what is this about? Competing monarchs, competing kingdoms. Right. Who's the other third great, the who are the four great kings in the Marvel universe? T'Challa. Namor. Namor. Black Bolt. Black Bolt. And the self-proclaimed monarch of Latveria. With his hand raised as he shoots at Spider-Man for some reason. Played by Henry Cavill, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we, yeah, we, that's our whole fantasy. That's a whole different show. We would like, yeah, if Cavill would play Doom. So there's, you know, it would make sense to have like Doom as a third king manipulating these two other powerful guys to go at each other. And in terms of the plot, I mean, it just makes sense because here you have... Uh, Wakanda is being invaded by at sort of, uh, they're not calling them Atlanteans, right? Um, but there's something going on here and we don't know why. And, and certainly this flavor of Namor has a future for years down the line for going on to the next phases. Hopefully. 
Hopefully, 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 you know, you never know that, you know, if he's playing an antagonist here, Marvel mm-hmm. does have a bad habit of killing off those characters. You know, that said, Namor is so important. I can't he's see them. so important. I can't see them doing that. Um, leads to so many interesting things. Certainly, don't you want Namor around if you're going to do Fantastic Four, right? So, and um, already I like him. Like, I like the idea and the, like, the, here's a guy who's, I can't imagine him seeing, you know, like, civilians in trouble and not wanting to help you, you, you know what i'm saying it's like finally we'll, we'll let's see if we can let's see if we'll see a, a superhero-ness to this flavor of namor because yes he's an anti-hero but he's still uh, he's still 90 percent of the time does side with yeah. the good guys yeah um i mean look this this movie had a lot on its plate and what i liked about the trailer was that it it's not, I don't want to say satisfied, but it quelled a lot of my fears mm. because you've got, you've got to introduce Atlantis. You've got the destruction of Wakanda and you've got to deal with the fact that we're losing T'Challa because mm. we lost Chadwick. And here's about that, right? So we, we're, we're, we're losing Chadwick. Do we gain Shiri necessarily? Like meaning like, does Shiri have a future in the MCU? Yeah, we, we discussed this because, you know, you know, off camera, Letitia there have Wright been some Letitia Wright issues uh, with her political uh, views that makes some of the junket work mm-hmm. and how she her long term used to Feige. So I was telling you, I said, you know, we're assuming that that's Shuri at the end of that trailer. But Lupita could fill that role very good with a lot less controversy. And then we we, uh, we also kind of. Had this discussion about. Well, you pointed out the in the first. Amy Voltron. This <laughs> where Mabaku Mabaku gets a suit. Lupita Nyong'o gets a suit. Letitia Angela, gets a suit. Angela, Angela gets a suit. <laughs> and then it's it becomes a, a Black Panther Voltron sort of thing. Or Power uh, a, a, a little more serious kind of version of that right. would be what you were pointing out in the first trailer when you said, why does it look like M'Baku has a Black Panther style kind of costume on? And it could be a thing where they just go through a bunch of them before they mm-hmm. settle on Shuri. You know, it, that even could be the main plot for her as a character. It could be like, I should be the, you know, I'm, I'm next in line, right? And I'm like, you're too young. He wouldn't want you to be, and you know, your brother wouldn't want you to, you know, put your life in danger. Your mind helping the world and Wakanda is what it's all about. And maybe it is a thing where it's like, well, hey, Mbaku, you know, you should be the new Panther. He tries it. He dies. Maybe the mother tries it. Maybe an uncle comes in and tries. And then finally, Shuri's got to step up yeah. uh, to the plate. Now, they um, all, the, another thing that they sort of um, bring up a bit is Ironheart. Uh, another character, yes. Another thing that you know, um, young black girl character, a good place to place her mm-hmm. in this as a, as an African American character who's now meeting these and pure African nation yeah. and their high technology. You know, and uh, I feel like it's going to be she's inserted in as like uh, uh, yeah, very glad too that you know you are starting your internship here at Wakanda, and then all hell breaks loose. Well, I that was the other part. <laughs> the other part I said was. Ironheart and Let- and Letitia Wright Shuri. They're cut from the I can same, I would yeah, I would absolutely plot. buddy cop those two, mm-hmm. right? You know, just make make it this thing where, you know, hey, maybe maybe Ironheart helps her out making her own like armor and stuff and helps to give her the, you know, the edge mm-hmm. and, you know, um there's sort of a um maybe a lessening of the Wakandan arrogance about their technology. I mean, I think that would be very cool because obviously the Wakandans, they think, ah, that's Stark shit. That's crap. You know, we're, we're 10 times better than that. And then having an American, an African American girl, Mm -hmm. 
come and go like, no, to Star Trek is great. I'm going to show you how great it can be because I've advanced it even further than, you know, than, than, you know, in the years since Tony Stark's been dead. Uh, overall, a very satisfying trailer that eased my fears of all these plates that they've got spinning. Cause it does, it looks, I'm sorry to say this. This trailer looks better than the first Black oh, Panther. Sure, I mean, because I things are still in production. I, I particularly liked it because it keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Just like how we're we're like, we have no idea what's gonna happen. That's what a trailer should be. You know, don't yeah, don't give the film away. Right. Because again, we're all this is speculation. We're not saying that the trailer spelled the things that we're saying out. There's a lot of imagery, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, it could be this, it could be that, it could be. About the, the only given guarantee is T'Challa is dead, and the center of Wakanda is a giant pool now. So, yeah, yeah. so other than that, everything else is like uh, is is free game. Uh, John, what what did you think after you, when you saw the uh, the trailer uh, just a, like twenty minutes ago? Uh, the, the Black Panther suit at the end. <laughs> you don't care about the woman and you just want to have sex with with the suit with the suit or do you want to wear the suit while you have sex uh, it absorbs is there any question it absorbs by, kinetic energy my friend yeah. <laughs> but is there any question that that is Shuri and not anyone else? That's why I was saying, you know, I, could that I mean, be Lupita? They, they've already like there are these discussions on on these other outlets, like oh the dots on the on the helmets, there are the same dots that Shuri has, you know. Again, it could it, it could it, it could be. We'll, we will find out. In a few weeks. Things are happening so fast. So we're covering, that's our coverage for uh, the two, uh, the, the, the big trailers that have come out. Uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, sink our teeth into HBO Max's House of Dragons. To Be Continued Fanware Podcast was also sponsored by Pancake Studios. You know, to be continued, Fanway Podcast, we were born here at Pancake Studios, and for the past five years, we have called this place home. Pancake Studios has come a long way from offering just audio services. They now offer Dolby Atmos and surround sound mixing, video recording, production and engineering, a full range of photography servers, and sound design. It is your one-stop shop media production services. Go to pancakestudios.net. Orphan Guitars. Local friend of the show, Alex, who works at Orphan Guitars, can help you find out what you're looking for, whether vintage or the right musical equipment for your needs, brand names from Fenders to Gibsons, electric guitars, basses, guitar amps. Just head over to 493 Court Street at orphanguitars.com. You know, John, they've also helped with the community making donations to local soup kitchens in the past. Brooklyn's coolest guitar shop. That's orphanguitars.com. House of, house of, house of, house of, house of, house of dragons, 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 house of dragons. Stop being lazy. They use the same Thank you. And tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Right? Literally, that's what I said when it started off, and I was like, "You guys are just recycling the theme." Well, no, no, you're. I think what you told me was like you were really surprised. We were all surprised about it, and then I'm like, 
but the graphics are different. <laughs> it's got this like this bloodline thing uh-huh. with the with the things that are opening up, pouring you know, into, pouring the, sigil into the, of the sigil of the, of the Targaryens. <laughs> this is just another the, story of Harry Potter and the mudbloods. <laughs> okay, so with Doctor Who, with Doctor Who in it. Uh, this is. Our uh, take, uh, our, our, our review uh, analysis of the first, uh, first seven, seven? Five, seven episodes? Of, of, of House HBO of Max's uh, House of Dragons. Uh, ten episode. We're gonna, it's a ten episode season. We know mm-hmm. that much. So um, We still got about three to go. It has, um, it is a... It's a bona fide hit. It's a bona fide hit for HBO Max. It's scratching that itch. It is a surprise in that pe- there was the gamble of do people even want more Game of Thrones mm-hmm. after the way the, the you know the other season collapsed uh, of the previous show collapsed. And here we are, yes. everyone and their uncle. They're back on the internet looking at the uh, Twitter. Uh, the, every the, time the, an episode drops, is is the is family just tree. Crazy about it. Yeah. The family tree of how things are. Oh, that's right. The that Targaryen married his sister, yeah, it's a lot and then to remember. you know. Uh, so here we are. It's 172 years. No, I'm sorry. That's Andor. Sorry. <laughs> this is, um, gosh, how many generations? I think it's only 100. I think it's 100, 100. 100, it's 100 years. years. It is, rel- so it's been a century since uh, the conquest of Westeros, you know, by these Valerian refugees. And the, the, the ruling house still has their dragons. But it is the beginning of the end, right? This of is their based. This hold is on yeah. This power. is based on author George R. R. Martin's uh, history and lore and his book, uh, Fire and Blood, mm. and some elements from some other things, uh, other other books that explains the origin of the civil war. Yeah, in this house that causes them to lose their dragons, and it's all about a six. It's all about a a succession drama. Mm-hmm. Um. I may have lost an eye. You know, you point something that's interesting. That was the last episode. Yeah. You point something interesting. It is very female driven, right? Because at the end of the day, like what it comes down to, the beginning of the Civil War comes down to um, a princess who is in line, of, in line to heir the throne and the, the queen consort. And it comes down to those two families, They're like you know. Essentially, these are two mothers looking out for the legacies of their children. Yeah. Um, it's the high towers versus. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, getting, um, uh, well, here's the thing. I don't. No one's really. That is the thing about it is the misogyny of the Westerosi culture is essentially what's what held her back because you had her aunt who showed also, you know, they were like, Hey, her father thought that she should be queen through in the line of succession. And they were like, no, no one's going to go for that. And now here we have not that long after it's the story of Hillary Clinton. It's it the is story the story of, of qualified women who are not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this, I see this show as the Hillary, Hillary Clinton story. So we basically have, you know, backstory that was previously available and stuff that, you know, I know how this story is going to end. If you want to find out exactly who lives, who dies, how the, you know, the broad strokes of it, that's out there. You can find that out. This is, we're going to see how it's executed. And I will be, me and Ed are of two different minds, but before we get into it, I'd like to ask, Jonathan, who's watched about the first like five or so episodes or so, uh, or so four or five, 
Um, and John watched Game of Thrones. He's more than aware of most, you know, most of the. Game of Thrones really late. Yeah. You guys are up to like season four or five. For the eye in troll. For the eye in troll. We gotta get my cousin back on here. So, but you, so you're you're watching you're watching this this new show. What's your takeaway? How do you feel about it in comparison? First on its own, and then in comparison to Game of Thrones. So on its own first, and then how do you feel it compares to the previous uh, show? It's a little. Um, I feel like it's a little teased out. It's a good, it's a good show, but like there are some scenes you see them come, like a lot of these things you see coming from a mile away. Unlike Game of Thrones, where like you were caught off guard, like oh shit, that guy like gouged his eyes out last second in the fight. You know, like this was like all right, we know, like you know, the mom was gonna die during birth. You know, you knew that um, Doctor Who's wife was gonna kill her. Like you, you just knew. Like so. I, I don't like that it's so predictable. That's one thing I don't like. What I do like, I mean, what I do like about it is the drama's good, the acting's decent, um, the graph, well, the graph, graphics are hit or miss with the dragons. I, I don't know. I, I give the show a seven. Okay. <laughs> a seven out of ten. Good. Yeah, the, the out of ten is good because if it was, I give it a seven out of a possible one hundred and three, so it's <laughs> fucking low, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so you feel that it's 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 decent, it's good. You, yeah, it's not terrible, but you don't think it necessarily I'm reaches the heights. The edge, I'm not jumping at the edge of my seat because like you felt that, the, yeah, because so. you felt that Game of Thrones was more visceral. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. because you were saying it was un the unpredictable ability of it made you go, well, I have to know what happens next because yeah, yeah. you know. I think they just did a better job with the, the cliffhangers mm. and wanting uh, wanting you to want more. Mm. Here, I feel like just everything's a little too like. Well, that's the thing. It, 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 it's it, a little too formulaic. Well, it's also uh, you talking about cliffhangers. There are there hasn't been really heavy cliffhanging per se. You know, with with with, with the show. Uh, what I don't like too is that they just skip ten years. Yes. Um, and I feel like the young kids, like, there was so much drama and trauma. Like, I kind of wanted to see how those things turned out. But yet, it just jumped ahead 10 years, and now we're like, oh, everyone has, like, five kids. And relationships. And re right, yeah. And now th this girl's hooking up with another knight. Not the old knight that, you know, that oh. she lost her virginity to at, like, 11. <laughs> um, now it's like, what a hoe. Everything you said, I'm going to touch on. <laughs> Just about everything you said, I'm going to touch on. And I'm in a lot of agreement with you. Yeah. I am in with a lot of agreement with you. Uh, <laughs> let me put it this way about that scene that you're referencing. I texted, as soon as I finished it, I texted Ed and I was like, um, is everyone who watched uh, House of Dragons on HBO, are we all on a watch list now? Is, uh, is, are, are we going to get, you know, you know, the... The, uh, Be very careful with your pornhood. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think I think the police's pedo squad's gonna you know check it out. Did you watch Game of? Did you watch that House of Dragons? Yeah, we're gonna have to ask you some questions. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, okay, one more. As I'm talking, I'm recalling other things. Um, so the whole thing with the slight the sliced eye. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of silly because everyone knew that they didn't weren't getting along, and these families there were a lot of controversy, and the rumors of bastards. You know, who let these kids just chill 
all the time by themselves. They hate each other. They want to kill each other. Why? Why are they just letting these? Because kids... the king commands it. That's why. <laughs> and it also, and, and yes, yeah, absolutely, the king is. Um, We're family. We're family here. Okay. <laughs> He's against me. <laughs> you have done that yourself. <laughs> Oh God! You and your lust for power. Oh God! Ewan does need to show up at some point. Yeah. You can you can see you can just he could he can yeah. he can dye that shit white. He can be like uh -huh. Grandpa Targaryen or some shit. Uh, <laughs> now, um, Ed and I, I am a lot closer to your take on this. Um, it's still but, entertaining. Uh, but I I, I want to give uh, Ed the floor here. So. Um, what what are your big takeaways from the episodes we've seen so far? Well, here's here's the thing. It's uh, when when I when I started the series, uh, it's a very slow burn, right? You know, the a lot of background information, a lot of exposition they had to do in like what first two the three episodes. Um, there's a lot of just slowness. There's not a lot of action going on. I mean, we they they. They have to give you an explanation of who Damon Targaryen is. Who, what, where, and why? Right. Yeah. You know what? What? What's? What's his deal? What's he about? He's he's, he's very much looking. That's right. that's an excellent description of him. Um, and he's Matt Smith. Listen, Matt Smith is an excellent actor, and that he does really well with this role. Um, but it doesn't. It takes me three episodes before. Uh, before the young um, versions of Alicent and, and Rhaenyra. And then, uh, um, like, until they grow on me, right, you know? It just about right before they switch the, the, the actresses to their, older, to their older selves. And I go, oh, man, you know, uh, Millie yeah. Alcock and, and Emily uh, Carey, they really, they really grown on me, you know? Yeah. Like, right. And I think, I, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we haven't seen the last of them. At some point, they're going to show Flash, you think flashbacks uh, with these actresses. I'm not sure. I'm not certain if that's going to happen. Well, I mean, it is the Game of Thrones universe. We have stuff like the Three-Eyed Raven or something, maybe yeah, magic, yeah. something right. like that. Yeah. We may see Bran in this episode. <laughs> and he's and he's like staring into a corner. Unless uh, uh, yeah, unless we're going to do like... Bran the Broken. I mean, it, I mean, it would be insane if HBO was like, this is our backdoor to, to changing everything. Door. We're going to kill Bran in the past and it'll alter the future and then we're going to we're going to bring the whole cast back for a Game of Thrones <laughs> reboot. <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's not unlikely. It's, it's not, you know, like it's not out of the impossibilities. That, Especially you know, given the world of right. fantasy, right? Um, and speaking of fantasy, that's the one thing that uh, that we haven't gotten any any whiff of, which is the magic aspect of it, right? We yes, we do get dragons, but when do we get to see, as your cousin would put it, the cooch, like the thing that comes out of the cooch, right? Coochie demons, coochie demons, coochie demons, right? Like, the, uh, uh, not do, to be confused with coochie moya, <laughs> but it's a whole other thing. We're not going to talk about Chicago. All magic comes. But uh, we haven't got any of that yet. Um, but again, this is this is the universe of, the, of of Game of Thrones. Right now, we're getting uh, a lot of people are dying from childbirth. More well, we're getting family gangster drama with dragons. Right, that's pretty with much, children. and it's and it's a good show. Uh, and I'm glued to it week after week. And I'm watching this concurrently with uh, with Rings of Power, 
which is a very different show. Wow. So, wow. so your dreams must be effing epic. <laughs> <laughs> you got Vagar versus Smog. Oh, dude, you know, like, uh, you know who's holding could, my... Could, wait, could the elves steal and Valerian steal? Could they, one's, which Gandalf one's is holding Valerian steel and he's guiding me throughout my dreams. <laughs> it's like, oh, Ed. Let me tell you about. Have uh, you ever tried the 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 Hobbit leaf? It's fantastic. Now we're gonna have lunch with Bran, and then and, and, and then he starts going on about mutant supremacy for some reason. Um, the scene, the heavy action. Uh, the scene where Damon is just like he's 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 just one man army armying the uh, the the crab uh, the crabber the, yeah the, the, the crabbers the, right the you know. Crab. King of um, those are really good scenes. They're, they're really, they're really great scenes. Uh, the scenes where, um, they're, but I knew my problem with that scene is like, you know, he's going in there by himself. And you know, he's not there. That's the thing. All those arrows coming out. Of that is, and that is so, I, I guess that's, that is a, like, this, the scene is kind of useless. That is <laughs> kind of a advantage disadvantage to the show. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, we know they're, we kind of know their fate yet at the same time we don't. Right. Yeah. We kind of know that, Damon and Rhaenyra, their line is going to produce Jon Snow eventually, right? So they've got to live throughout it. Unless I go, and I told you the other day, I said, unless they decide to do um, like a, a switch, a switcheroo or something that just pulls, pulls a rug underneath our feet and go, oh no, you know, uh, their child is not really blood related and... You know, right. it's there adopted. Was there was another affair. Someone didn't exactly. Know about. Yeah, like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, but, but yeah, I like it's. Uh, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, you had some. I, I guess you'll talk about it with the, with the. Um, I don't know. I have I, a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of issues. Are you, do you feel that you've you, you, you've uh, you finished here? Uh, yeah, I'll finish. I'll 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 yield. I'll okay. yield it to you. So, so um, if you have anything, okay. So. Starting the show out, um, I, I told you before that my enthusiasm for that universe was very much sapped by the ending of uh, how Game of Thrones ended on HBO. Now, you and I are both big Matt Smith fans. Um, oh, thank you. Um, we, you know, love him as Doctor Who. He's a, he's a fantastic performer. Just a doctor. Hearing him, um, but he likes the way it sounds. Doctor Who. Um... <laughs> And so that is that, you know, that, okay, that piques my interest, you know, him playing this character. I was aware of the history. I haven't read those books, but I had the lore book that he had, that uh, Martin had produced that, you know, the 25,000 year of, you know, Westeros it's and Essos. It's an anthology, right? Like, it's just like, it's like the beginning of the Bible of Genesis. It's like, no, it's so more. So married, so and so. Uh, no, actually, and so and so it's. It, it, so some of it is that. It's some of it. That, right? Some of it yeah. is that, but a lot of it is also the idea that it's sort of like you're reading it, that book. It's sort of. No it's sort of. It's sort of George R.R. R. Martin's Cimmerillion. You know, so it has all the lore and all the, like, again, stuff. Westerosi but Deuteronomy it's done as like a history, like an actual, oh, yeah. like a monk actually wrote it down. Yeah. And so. There's all there are sections that are about what the story so is, a lot right? To interpret. And there is. It has this sort of thing where as I'm watching the show when I did watch a show where it was kind of like, 
oh, I knew this was happening, but they're kind of, it, it was broad strokes. This is giving me the texture, kind of the detail. Yeah. And some of that, mm-hmm. I didn't quite pick up. I was like, oh, that's what they were kind of meaning. Here, and, and, also, it in. And, yeah. and also there's stuff in that history that's supposedly written by like a monk later on, where it's sort of like, what was rumor and what was truth? what was and then the specifically this these type of characters that you're dealing with a character like Damon you can imagine him as an actual if he were a real figure a historical figure you would have to like what's real about this guy and what's not because he's all over the map you know he he, he mm-hmm. makes all these uh, different decisions starting the show out that first episode there's no doubt Damon is a he's a highlight and uh the younger actress for Rhaenyra is a highlight. They were magnetic. They really yeah, yeah, were a yeah. sort of like, okay, here's our, you know, kind of like a mixture. They're kind of like, if they, they wanted to mix up Dinklage, okay, Daenerys and Jon Snow, you know, and like we need those type of characters with those kind of aspects to them. I, however, so far, even with as much as I liked the last episode, I thought the last episode with the family uh, Driftmark was the best thing they've done so far. But before that, and even within that, that, that episode, a one big issue I have is it feels very Pathmark brand Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's the one thing that, uh, that, that I was trying to get across is I remember you saying that, and that stuck with me, what, what you what you. I, I have to, I, I have- No frills, a, Game of Thrones. I have a little bit of disagreement, although um, maybe it's because I'm watching, like, you know, watching concurrently with Rings of Power, a lot of those scenes are Pathmark. You know, sword and sandal graphics. Well, well, again, the, the, the Lord of the, I've heard that the Lord of the Rings show is sort of the Pathmark brand of the Jackson films, right? Okay, you don't know. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a whole other thing. I like the show, but, but you like, see that. some you of these, I'm like, wow, your... like. So there's a lot more fantasy in uh, Lord of the Rings, right? At that point, yeah, yeah. At that, well, you know, we'll we'll see with, like with angels and demons, ogres. Orcs, yeah, they tell us more. That, yeah, with this. Yeah. Um, so there is a sense of like everything. It feels more like a soap opera. There is a yeah. sense of my sense of the show, which is I call it great value because nothing is ho- <laughs> nothing is horrible, but out at first, especially <clears throat> comparing it to the first episode of Game of Thrones, which just grabbed me by the throat. All of the characters grabbed me. Even the ones who I didn't like, I at least was, if if I didn't like them, I liked the story that they were in. I was interested in what was going to happen. I'd never, Sansa did not wins me over for a long time. I was going to bring her up. Right, Sansa didn't bring me, didn't, didn't, didn't grab me for a long time. Until she got mature. But no, no, not that. (laughs) But, but the story that she was involved in, I was on pins and needles. Her with Joffrey, what's going on with there, the hound, you know, all that stuff. But that's, that's. Wait, 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 okay, so, so there is that. There was a lot more dynamicism. Yeah, there's a, it's, it was more time again grabbed you more. There's also the fact that I don't think the the production values on this are really good sometimes, and then sometimes they look a little chintzier. Not terrible, but just like there's some obvious green screening going on here. There's some obvious this. There is also the sense that, as you pointed out, we go through like this time frame, like 
warp speed. Yeah. Um, and that is a problem as in comparison to Game of Thrones, which is, you know, that was what everyone had the issue with the last two seasons. That's like, look, the previous six, because it's you gave us 10 episodes and things were all very, very drawn out. You know, traveling and going to places was a big thing. It wasn't done in an instant. It was so-and-so is going here and we're going to follow that maybe for the whole season. And what happens to them, the relationships that happen, how those deepen. The, the, There's all a of, more time for development. Right, exactly. And here, we're flashing, we're flashing through a lot of stuff. I don't feel there is enough good exposition for what they did show since they weren't going to show. Wait, since they weren't going to show us, they should have told us more. Um, for my, for so the crab character, the crabber, I guess. Mm. I think he was called the crabber or the crab prince something or something like that. Like that. The triarchy. Right. I, John, let me ask you a question. Do you know what the triarchy is? No. What the significance of any of that is? Why got, and and, and the other two-thirds of the tribe. Right, exactly. <laughs> that whole section with that battle against the, the Crabber's men that Damon does all that stuff in, my big issue was that felt like a thing that should have been in a third season where we had already developed what that conflict was. Why is Damon even caring about this? Uh, you know, his struggles with his men and the people. And, and why do the crab people want to take over? Right. Yes. Yeah, so you didn't get the motivation. But I think, but I think that that's the, you know, um, I think that that in itself is, well, it, it's a show saying, well, the, that's not the important thing about the show. The important thing about the show is, Again, the civil war that's about to right, yeah, about and to occur, the characters right? that are going to be, and that stuff, the other, the the you know that in the in the in the lore, that conflict was very important because as Rhaenyra pointed out, when she was going to choose her personal guard, mm. we're living in a time of peace, and most of our knights don't have experience, and Damon goes down to fight a war, and he, him, and his associates get that ability they 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 become battle hardened you know warriors and knights that's my thing that's that's a, there's also the flash forward of the 10 years mm -hmm. from the younger uh, performers to the older ones there is the fact that you know damon you know Damon kills his first wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. gets married, and it's like literally. I think we are introduced to her towards the end of it's one like, episode. Yeah. Three she's wives. only in. She's only in one full episode, and she dies at the end of that one. We never learned who she was yeah. outside of like she said, "I'm a warrior, and I don't want to die." You know, laying on my back, I want to die as a dragon rider. Yada yada. Okay, very broad strokes. We didn't get to know her. So there's an opaqueness to a lot of stuff. Then there's Damon. Wait, hold on. One second. Okay, yeah. No, I, I think I think the ten year flash forward was a big miss missed opportunity because so much drama, so much trauma has happened to what's her name? Yeah, Rhaenyra. The, Rhaenyra. The, the, and like, you want to see how she grows or matures from that, or like, how how does she um, uh, conflict resolution any of this stuff? Instead, it just flashes 10 years. So, like, they brought you in. Like, they're like, oh, my God, she got, like, molested by her uncle. And she had underage sex with a knight. And it's like, 
Don't you want to know what happens to her mentally, physically? How does she grow as a person? Let's be honest. It's not molested. Well, I mean, I mean, no, well, we are Ed. <laughs> this is the territory. Shut up. your hold on. mouth. No, time out, Ed. sort of context, context. Yes, yes, con context. That's what Ed. That's context. What Ed, that is what every guy who argues about age of consent laws in the United States of America hold does. Context. Look, man, in Alabama, dude. You know, this is a universe where like twenty-one. This is a universe where where where. Sure, sure. Where kids are being betrothed to each other right, at yes. a really young yeah, age, yeah, no, you know, sure. so cousins are just it is each true other. to its setting. I get right. that. So yeah. what I'm saying is that like you're shredding on, a, you're shredding on thin. I said no, no. But as a viewer, as you're like, wow, you're throwing all these big bombs at me as a, as a right as a viewer, and then you just snap your finger, you Thanos <laughs> yeah. to ten years later. I'm like, but but aren't you emotionally invested at that point? And I think that's why they, there might be some back and flashbacks and back and so forth that, going on, right? I you know, to fill in some stuff. it won't be linear, you know. Yeah. I will say this though. I think the flash forward hurt the show. You brought up Sansa before. You know, the one thing that the show doesn't give us, and maybe it just did from the last episode, um, from the get go in the earlier on with the original series, the Stark children. Right. Yes. They're, they're, your attention were on them and you're following them as they, they go into their separate journeys, right? right. Here, we haven't really gotten that yet um, uh, because that's a very important aspect where you start with the Stark kids. Some of them don't make it. Some of them do make it. Some of them become assassins. One but becomes we spend, king. Right, and we spend, but we spend little, years think, and decades. Think, again, think about Rob, right? Mm -hmm. Why did the Red Wedding matter and shock us mm -hmm. and resonate. Yeah. It's because we had spent all that time with Rob Stark trying to avenge his father and be this, you know, this 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 rebel king mm -hmm. and to see it all come crashing down in the most violent and most like sense-shattering way that only could have that was only because we had spent all that, all time, that time with him years yeah. liking him, wanting him, you know, Trying to, you know, boosting him, seeing his relationship with the wow, all this stuff, and then to have it just all the, the rug pulled out under us. You don't get that, as you said, John, if you don't see that, if you don't go on the journeys you don't feel with the these people. But I, but here, so the last episode, they finally bring in these kids, right? And uh, already there's like warring clans. We, I don't know if any of you seen the, the, the trailer for next episode. They're gonna like, they're gonna be casted with older children gonna tr another flash forward another, another flash forward you know now that can be a good thing too because you're here we are we're starting to develop like alliances with the children um there's going to be a lot of like trash talking within this within the under the king's roof yeah, and okay, I gotta. This is the other again. It's the king has to be dead after the second. Well, I, so I we think. Well, <laughs> well, no, no. We, well, well, listen. I, I, I believe that the, the again. This is this season <laughs> probably. This season probably is just setting the stage for the meat of the story, which happens after the king dies. Because he's the glue. It's, he, he's the glue. he really is. Uh, while he's alive and he's ruling, everyone's got to keep their p's and q's. But once he is done. The question of okay, who gets to sit on it? You know, despite the fact that he said, "I want my, I want my oldest daughter to mm -hmm. to to yeah. to be the you know the heir." That lack of that, that sort of flashing around, the sort of like these characters are not as deep as they could be. The relationships we don't get to see that is affecting you know what I'm doing on the show. That how I feel about the show. 
the that the production values are sometimes very high mm-hmm. and sometimes very low. All in all, both in my opinion, on its own terms, but also in comparison to Game of Thrones, because those aren't the same criticisms. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. But it's not blowing up my skirt per se quite yet because of that, like, it really does feel like if this, if all of this were happening in like the third season of a show, right? It'd be like, oh, they're moving the story forward, blah, 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 blah. But in the first season, you're not getting to know the characters and the world. They're not explaining as much as they could. And I do think that that is... For my enjoyment, hurting it. That said, but maybe you answered your own question. Maybe because you both said hell will break loose once the king really dies. And maybe that's the point. Maybe it's just to get there. Right. I think maybe that real story. I was yeah. predicting that. Uh, and then, see, I, th- uh, I think that the king's death is going to be the Ned Stark beheading of the season. And I've been telling you, like, I've been, I like, uh, I was like predicting from episode two. Oh, King Viserys is going to die in episode two. But no, he's been hanging on. Now, that said, the other thing also is um, the original series gives you a very sincere, loving family uh, um, connection with the kids. You have at least one truly pure group uh, that you are rooting for. Right. Here, you don't have that because here it's a mobster family. It is. It, it, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it comes. Well, it, it comes down to that, again the whole the whole point of again that this is a civil war that breaks out eventually, and they lose the dragons. That's why when Daenerys and the rest of them and Jon Snow are born around, it isn't until she you know goes into the pyre and comes out mm-hmm. with the dragon eggs alive again, and like, we haven't seen a, a dragon in a century. So without their dragons, <laughs> without this this huge advantage. It, yeah, it becomes uh, something else for them. Uh, Yay, I think. An- I think. I think another. <laughs> another, <laughs> another issue I have is Matt Smith is great. The actress, the younger actress who plays the younger really era, was was very Alcott is great. And it's not that anyone in this cast is terrible again, but so far there's they want Matt Smith to be the Dinklage, a. Mm, a, a breakout, a breakout, charismatic presence and he that is. makes everything. Yeah. He's. Not, I don't he's think not he's not carrying it quite as much as as good as Matt Smith is. I felt that a lot of these supporting characters, they all feel like they. The, it feels like some of the secondary characters in this show mm-hmm. would be tertiary or quartiary characters in Game of Thrones, and there are some great performers here. Don't get me wrong, well, and well, some of them have improved. I thought that the, I thought that the king was like, and you said it too. It's kind of it's a little off. What's going on with him? And slowly but surely, he's become. He's, uh, I enjoy the king. I get his point of view, the and the a perform- great actor. he hasn't. See, because at first Who's I thought. At first, I thought that the king was going to be like like a, a doofus. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. He is. In- he's the mo- you were like, where's the most sincere person in all this? He's I the closest. Like he yeah. Has, he's the best, like, good moral person. He's trying to balance his family. Yeah, yeah. His blood on so many different he's levels. The only one who, who and I like. And I get. And, 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 and it. So therefore, yeah. when he makes bad decisions or makes mistakes, mm-hmm. it's not that oh this guy's dumb. It's like he's just trying to do the best that he can. And th- I do make, like that. He's trying to make sense of an impossible situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and again, he's, he, Rumors, he's, he, he's, he, there are his choices. 
have thrust a lot of this. Legitimate children. You know, you know, n- you know, willing to look the other way on things. And I got, I've got to balance this and this guy's power and that guy. I got to get rid of this guy's the hand. I'm going to bring someone else, all that kind of stuff. He's trying. And that, uh, to me, that's, to me, this gives me the whole thing about Damon's character being op- too opaque. Similar to saying it's too opaque to know what are these conflicts exactly happening because you've, you know, some of them come in like tornadoes and then leave. He goes down and he destroys the triarchy and then he comes back. It's like, we didn't even really get to know that. Damon as a character, you've got to, uh, for me. The aren't clear. Right, he's you, too one opaque. Minute, one minute you think, oh, like maybe he's like a greedy right. Loki character. And then out of nowhere, he'll disappear for t- t- 15, 10, 20 years. Right, and, and do something else. And, you know, <laughs> oh, right, right. And, 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 he's, back. and he's, he's like a family man with two daughters. Yeah, and exactly. Then he a wife. He, he, but then and he kills the like, first wife. And, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And now he's coming back. Maybe I should and, marry my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, the, and that's the thing. I understand that even in the lore, that's who Damon is in history. He's a very capricious character and his sort of. But with Smith. I think they really need – I think that that was a wrong choice. I, that doesn't mean he can't still be roguish and an uh, agent of chaos. But I don't know whether it's like at the beginning, in my opinion, if he was sincere, if he's sincere, he doesn't – like there's a whole thing where he's listening in to the king's council. Yeah. And, you know, Viserys says, you know, he would never want the job of king and he has a laugh. And you don't know, is he laughing because he's like, yeah, my brother's got me pegged. I would never want this fucking job. Or <laughs> little does he know, yeah. I'm trying. But I think it's better if he is sincere. If he is an asshole, but like his whole thing was, why why, why is somebody else the hand of the king, bro? Why is somebody else the hand of the king? You're a good guy. You'd be a great, you're, you're a fine king, but you can't play this game. I can play the game. And that's what the hand's supposed to do for you, right? Make me the hand. Make hand's me the guy. The but that's yeah. a weird thing. He's, the, he's and then the hand's the CIA's secretary of state, all of that. Even he's then, a guy, you know, then, he's the prime minister. Even right? then, that's kind of a weird, like, um, uh, that that's a weird uh, conversation between the brothers, you know, because now the, now the king gets to say, I've played this pretty. I've played this for a long time. I will. Play I got better. This, I will play this all the way up until episode ten, brother. <laughs> you know, because every episode we see the king getting older and older and older and older, but still making key decisions. Yeah, you know, uh, and well, the sickness seems to only affect his body, not his mind. Right, because he's still yeah, he's he's a guy. Obviously, yeah. There's something I don't know. I'm smelling like this guy's gonna be a a survivor somehow. You know, (laughs) he's gonna be a quadriplegic. I'm gonna still and still be doing. Uh, but so (laughs) (laughs) come here and give Grandpa a kiss. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna marry my granddaughter. (laughs) Ooh, again, again, that's. We're on watch list. Uh, We're on watch list. I didn't, I didn't invent it. I didn't I invent the stuff. Don't blame me, man. Yeah. Blame, blame old Play Valeria. The Play the game. Play the game. So, um, I'm. It's not terrible, and the last episode was a very big improvement for me because this was what will work for me in the last episode. Driftmark worked the most because I know you were kind of making fun of the kids and the eye and the whole thing, but I'll tell you why that worked really well for me. Um, Amond. You got why he did everything he did because they did have the setup of 
look, he's getting he's getting shit on by his brother and these the other two kids. He's quote unquote the sympathetic one. He's yeah. kind of sympathetic. You get why he would want to have. He's like, look, you don't have a dragon. Why he you, why he would want to claim a dragon and how I that would set this. And they give him a pig. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that was one of the key elements of Game of Thrones that made it work. Don't mourn for me, <laughs> No, no, no. In, in Game of Thrones, what made Game of Thrones work so much was there were these characters that were so complex that good ones did horrible shit. Bad ones could turn out to have souls of true heroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Jamie Lannister, the Hound. Um, you know, yeah, and the, the Stark children eventually, mm. like, you know, it's like, yeah, Jon Snow was, was Jon Snow, right? We all remember. He was a nice guy. He was always nice. Do you remember that he fucking hanged a kid? <laughs> Do we remember that? He hanged a kid. So this had that where it was, you couldn't come on anyone's side with those kids. You understood why that fight broke out and why the aftermath would be what it was. I'm in for for the end of it. Uh, Matt Smith is still. I'm Damon does still interest me. Um, well, you, it's a cast of uh, of character actors, and just like Andor, we're going to talk about Andor later, yeah. right? Where not there's not one person that really pops. Matt Smith is the Matt the biggest is, name is, of is them the all. Name, yeah, yeah. Um, no one gets time to pop because all the flash forwards too. I mean, except for you know the main characters like Damon, but. But the kids, like every other episode, yeah, the well, next episode, you're not going to get, yeah. And it, and that episode. does, it is hard for an audience maybe to yeah. connect when the performer is changing mm. like that, when they're serving. And then yeah. you don't, like you said, you, there's a bunch of stuff that happens that we're not necessarily seeing. Yeah. But, you know. That said, this yeah. is a huge hit. And we're going to get a season two. Oh, yeah. And where this story goes, John, is, as I said, a civil war that includes the, dragons. The dam is about to break. And also, <laughs> one of the other aspects is, is, if you remember, when you see when, when you see the Targs, you know, at Daenerys, you know, they're, they're, Daenerys and her brother are off in Essos. After they lose the dragons, if you notice, you're not, some of the houses that we're used to seeing don't seem to have as much prominence in this story. And I think that's because once they lose their dragon, oh, you know, both the this war, the it's ri the rise of the Lannisters. Probably. Exactly. That there, there has to be the right. We have to see the a little power more vacuum. Of that. Yeah. And that's yeah, another yeah. small issue I've told you about, about the show that kind of holds it back for me. Not necessarily hold it back, but it's like this show, as you said, is this mafia succession thing, right? Yeah. And we're spending a lot of time only in King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Whereas Game of Thrones had all this variety. World, you'd be yeah. in the North, you'd be in Dorne, you'd be in yeah, Essos. Essos. Here, you're here, you're all, it's all King's Landing and it's all, you know, court intrigue. And, you know, and I, there's nothing that takes a break from that. Like, you know, the, you know, on Game of Thrones, if for a while, if you were like, the, okay, I'm tired of seeing Sansa get abused. Oh, here's Peter Dinklage and Braun on, a, you know, doing some fun traveling stuff. But I think, the, in, but I think you know, sure. back, back to, you know, context, um, it's, we were with Game of Thrones for a good, close to a decade. Yes. You know, yes. that's a long time to be into Engaged, a show. Yeah. Here, it's like it's only been it's just seven episodes, just yeah. started. So, like, I think it's got a bright future. Oh, you're right. You're right. 
you know. And where it will this go, is just the beginning. and this where is it will go, will go to places like we are going to see dragon versus dragon. Yeah. We're, we are going to see armies clashing at one yeah. point. We're all going to yeah, see yeah, a ton yeah. of backstabbing. Lots of blood, lots of sex. Yeah. Oh, a lot of, lot of blood, a <laughs> lot, lot of sex, blood, a lot of revenge. <laughs> AJ's going to be back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> probably, probably, man. Okay, all right, one final thing. This is another thing I have to say, and then we'll end it. The other sort of issue I have is that the elements that are there of the violence— and the, and the sex and the rawness about things. The one part that worked for me was the queen's birth. That was just like Game of Thrones. It was raw mm. and real and shocking, but it We've got it no choice but to give her the C-section, but she's gonna die, you know? Right, exactly, and, 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 and it was still dramatic bored, you know, and like, all the rest right. of stuff. But then as oh, that- only well, live for a day. It was the okay. most tragic thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that was good. But then we get into some of these things, and I feel like uh, you're just going through the Game of Thrones motions. The scene, you know, Damon has sex with the whore, and then he has sex with the, you know, the. It just get up. Versus, we had video. With no, whore. you know what I, John? You know what I said to him? There's a scene where he's in the brothel, right? And he's, you know, with, um, he takes Millie Alcock. He takes his uh, his niece to the brothel, and no, 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 no. This is this is this is um, Damon is. Doing his thing, and uh, and he's like, everyone, the prince is going to speak. Everyone, the prince is going to speak. Everyone's like into it. Like, there's a couple. There's a still people doing there, it. In the there's back. a couple. There's a there's I'm a girl that's on her, I stop There's it. a girl that's on the floor. The dude <laughs> right. that's behind her, they're looking behind behind them what, because the prince is speaking. The prince is about to speak, and I'm like. That that like it's just it's hilarious. It's like it's a painting. It looks like a painting. Yeah, it's like a Renaissance <laughs> painting. <laughs> like a Renaissance yeah. painting. And then the, the these guys are like, should I keep going? Do I go? Here? Do I go? I do mean, I do stop? Is, wait, is, wait, this, is this going to count for my time? Like, honey, is I going to get a percentage? Sweetie, on sweetie, do you want me to? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Look, look, I'll come back. Look, look I think, yeah, okay. I'm still. I'm going to get these 15 minutes back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there is a degree where it feels like some of that stuff feels perf like we're just doing it because it's, it's a Game of Thrones thing. Whereas I think in Game of Thrones, the both the violence, the sex, the sexual violence, pushing a kid out the window, all that kind of stuff. It kind of oh, masturbating at uh, in front of at the same window. Oh, yeah. That's the same window, by the way. People have. Oh out. my god! Oh my the god! The meme is this, Miguel. The meme, really? the meme is this. That window has see has been through too much. <laughs> okay. Also. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that there, there sometimes is that where I go like, I, I, I wish you guys would maybe forge more of your, like, don't do it just to do it. Don't do it just because it's HBO Max and we expect us to have. All of that said, I'm in. I have my issues, but I want, yeah, I'm going to want to see what happens after, how they develop. I want to see the Civil War. I'll give this show till season three to give my real judgment. Okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. fair that it's, you know, a weird season one. See you in another decade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, on that note, we are going to end our uh, House of Dragons review, and we are going to move on to She-Hulk and Andor. Now we're going to get to uh, the Disney uh, Marvel Studios show uh, She-Hulk, uh, which uh, is on its fifth or sixth episode. It is... 
been such a disappointment. So much Uh-oh. of a disappointment that I almost don't want to talk about it. Yeah, John hasn't. John, John, you saw what? Did you say? I saw a meme. Uh, Not a meme. Did you, did you, did you, how many episodes have you seen so far? I think it's like the first two or so. Uh, maybe four. Okay, all right. Pretty deep, pretty deep. I had so much. I'm sorry. I'm just going to like just, just lay it out there. It's funny that you start out saying this. I saw a meme that said uh, Tony Tony Stark gave his life for this shit. For this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, you know, like I'm just going to say straight out because I had so much high hopes for this. I'm such a huge fan of She-Hulk uh, as a character. Um, uh, I was looking so forward to this. Um, uh, I, now that said, I think, um, uh, Maslani is, 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 is a very gifted actress. She's a, she's a great choice. Great for choice character. for this. I, I, you know, I appreciated the first episode with, uh, with, with Ruffalo appearing, but then everything after that was just like, what is going on? I have no idea what they're doing. I have no idea what you're giving us. Um, and yeah, you know, I understand you know, like you wanted to turn this into a, an Alec McBeal type of show, but get this. It's a half an hour with 10 minutes of, of, of well, 10 minutes of credits. Oh, so right, you're, what yeah. you're getting technically is like 20 to 22 minutes of showtime, right? And, and uh, if it were poppy, if it were nice and fast paced, that it, might not matter. Right. But it's not. But every half hour feels like an hour and 50. And then look, look, um... Two episodes ago, they teased, oh, you know, we're going to give you Daredevil. And I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to see Charlie Cox return in the next episode. And he has Still not. has not, yeah. Maybe we'll see him tomorrow. When they went, uh, when the uh, tomorrow drops. Today. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll see him in two days, in Thursday. But again, I'm just so disappointed with what, what's been given to us. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, I'm very, dis- I'm very disappointed. Very, very, very. And I can hear it in your voice and his posture. Ed has his arms crossed. Let's though, like he's crying. He's I, holding back tears. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, John, you said you saw for, for about four episodes. What, 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 what are you thinking? Yeah, it, it feels a little teeny bopperish, a little Ally McBeal, a little Smallville, a little. You know, like this, just so if I just judge it on that level, it's a, it's an okay, silly, stupid show. If you're, if you're, you know, which is interesting because my wife, she watches, um, she's been kind of watching the show. She has she's not up to date, but when she does watch it, um, she enjoys it. You know, so I can't be like again. This is this stuff. This stuff is subjective. Uh, I can't, and not my all feelings are, are not made for all audiences. Right. Yeah. Especially I'm world certainly world not now. the audience. Yeah. But here's the thing: you give us a She-Hulk show, and we don't even talk. We don't even have. We don't even talk about She-Hulk. You talk about the uh, the 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 C-list or the uh, the the B cast with the, the people that she works with and work yeah. with in that in that uh, at these that law be, firm. These completely useless, lifeless. Not that funny. And characters. It's not even that funny. Yeah. You gotta make a dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can be funny, but it's they didn't a, do anything. Funny they didn't do anything with it. With it. Um, uh, and to reiterate another point of view, uh, very good friend of the show, uh, Rizor Skywalker, aka Jeremy Martin, the King of Star Wars. Um, he says that you know his wife absolutely loves the show. Um, enjoys Maslani. Um, um, she doesn't, like and she doesn't have at all the background you and I have with mm-hmm. the character. You know, she's like, look, I know the MCU, and 
it is working for her. The female empowerment stuff, it's a woman empowerment. which we got we funny. we got from the first episode where she says, you know, listen, or was it the second episode? That was the first episode where she talks you know, to Bruce and says, yeah, and says like, well, how do I control my anger? I'm a woman. I do it every day, all I the time. I have to do it all the time. I'm worried about someone, you know. You have your issues as a man and as Bruce, but you know, like literally as a woman from since I was a little girl, like, yeah, I worry about if I say the wrong word to a man, he will kill me. That's the most serious thing that the show has ever gotten into. And then they just drop that ball for the rest of the other episodes. Yeah, it feels like charm. You know? It's like charm. It's kind of like Sorry, never touch a show. <laughs> That's a show for my mother-in-law. <laughs> Charmed. I I'm a huge She-Hulk fan, as 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 are you. And for me, the big problem with the show is I don't think it works a as a good adaptation, and b I, I don't think it works on its own terms. I have to pose this question because let's follow the rule. We're all we're all men. Yes. Does that play a bias here? Uh, Can you objectively say it's a bad show, or do you think we're influenced because we're like, ah? See, that, that's no. the thing. It's like, I don't have it. Like, first off, this is also an issue with social media and stuff in today. The show is a bit of a hot button, but of course, we're living today where everything's a hot button. Yeah. And there are a lot of incel, anti-SJW bullshit criticisms of this show. I don't think any of my criticisms fall under that line, number one, but it's hard. But you feel bad because you're kind of like, it's getting piled on from this one group. I don't want to be included in that group because, again, I don't. The problem is not the problem. My problem with the show is not that Jen, you know, the here are the bullshit criticisms. Oh, that the Jen, that whole thing about her saying that she's angry all the time dismisses Bruce's trauma. And oh, that scene where he's training her, she mastered her powers too fast. You know, oh, well, why is it that she, you know, she's, you know, she can be about like, look at guys sexually, but she can't be looked at. And it's like, all that is bullshit. But all even, that is nonsense. From- right. However, my complaints are about writing about plot, about like, especially why this show about a funny character who does commentary about superhero isn't very good at it. Now here, you bring it up, plot, okay? I don't know if you've been catching up with the episodes. Uh, the last episode, um, it's her at a, at a, at a high, like in high school buddy's wedding, right? No, that's not the, that's the previous one. Oh, the, the last previous one was the one with the therapy session. Oh, therapy session. Which was the, my favorite session, episode so right. far, yeah. Well, anyhow, there's one episode where nothing really happens until the last two minutes of the of, of right before the the credits end, where it's like, oh, you know, there's um, she ends up with some lover. Who, turns out, which turns out that he's taking photos of her, and he's probably part of that intelligentsia thing. Yeah, which is like we're here to see if we can get her blood, and you know that whole thing. That's that, which was a that thing that was plot. touched on in the first episode and then is kind of not, you know, really gotten a lot of focus or interest, which could have. I mean, like, that is a great thing, an idea of like Bruce tells her. It's like, look, our our genes in of itself put us under some scrutiny. People want us to use us as weapons to do this, to do to, to do that. Now we're on to episode seven. Just about six or seven. Yeah, six yeah. or seven, right? They're nine, it's a nine-episode season, right? That's not, there's not a lot left. And the plot, the needle for the plot hasn't really moved that Ran, much. It's been rando all over the place. Yeah, you know. With some... See, that's the thing. I can't really... Outside of the general 
she is adapting to this. She is, she is adapting to the change in her life and what that means for her. There's not been a big, strong through line. And they're also scattershot in all these sort of things they're trying to do. Sometimes they, it wants to be super wacky. Sometimes it wants to be snarky. Sometimes, again, and the other part is it's so smug about it. It really thinks that these characters are kooky and wonderful and, you know, they're so colorful in your face. And, like, again, all of those, the, her paralegal, the other lawyers in there, you don't need them and they're not interesting. No, they're not. And they're not funny. Ultimately, a big part is the fact that the humor here doesn't fall. And, the, and a huge part of that is She-Hulk was the original fourth wall breaker. Before Deadpool, she was the character that would have conversations with the writer of her book, stare at you reading it, and then you'd, you know, it's like, whoa, why are you doing this to me? And what do they do with the fourth wall breaking on the show? They use it in an intro. Maybe she stares into the camera once in the middle, and then maybe once more at the end. They're not particularly funny. They're not making a lot of good, and you know, insider commentary or satire on the MCU, which you could do. I mean, like, I've got, you know me, I've got to get this off my chest. So much more creative would be a more full-throated embracing of the fourth wall breaking, not just once or twice an episode. When she has that, when she has the date with the super hot Latino, you know, doctor who with the body of a bodybuilder, who is a cancer doctor for children, she should have looked straight at the camera, touched the screen. It should have looked like she was touching the screen and suddenly your Disney plus, you know, the play and all the rest comes up and you at home as the viewer should be like, what's going on? Why, why did that, why is that? And she'd be like, hold on, wait, stop. She gets up, everything is paused around her and she's like, are you seriously? You're kind of stacking the, the deck with me with this guy. I'm going to have to sleep with them. Look at him. He's gorgeous and he's a cancer doctor for children are you kidding me they're not wait 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 and so you could do something interesting that you could do like her going she doesn't like something that's happening in the middle of an episode and she's like hold on wait she walks off and suddenly she's on the set she's on the other side of the camera she's talking to the director in the same way that she would talk to the writers and be like who wrote this i don't like this and you could use that to do things like i don't know advertise other Marvel projects. I, I don't like the way this story is going. Hey, man, you, don't blame me, man. I'm just the director. I didn't write the script. Well, who wrote the script? Uh, so-and-so. Well, where is he? Uh, he's working on Guardians, you know, three or four. Well, she grabs the director, uses her super strength to bound out. She lands on, you know, the set of the Guardians in there. You get the Guardians to do guest shots, and then you do things to tease things out. Like, she's as she's talking, she looks over to her and goes like, is it? You know, like, okay, let's let's say that this was done when Thor Ragnarok, right? Uh, not Ragnarok, uh, the, the last Thor, it's Love and Thunder. And she lands, and she's talking, and then suddenly she looks like, is that Christian Bale? <laughs> is that Christian Bale over there? Okay, I didn't know. We, we got that. Oh, how can I get someone like that on my show? They're not giving this its potential. They're not f- fulfilling its potential. If it just was good funny, if it was a good, solid comedy, I would forgive so much, but it's since it's not delivering on even that, again, on its own terms, it's not working, and I don't think it's working as an adaptation. It's not It's not delivering on a lot of things. Like, it's weird. Like, at first, I'm like, how are they going to touch on some of these Ally McBeal type of adult themes, right? You know, um, you know one night stands, right. which they showed that, yeah. right? You know, um, it, it's still a Disney Damn. Plus show after all, but they... They touch on them and they don't really go really deep into they they don't go deep into anything at all. 
You know, on top of that, yeah, on top of that, the Marvelness of it, it's one of the least Marvel comic book shows I've ever watched with a, a, that, ha, that deals with a comic book character. You know, um, the little side characters like this last episode with the with the fashion designer at, at Blonsky's camp. Whatever, right. Yes. Right. And you have these comic booky tick like tick characters um, with some of them with superpowers right there. Superpowered beings. And they don't really get into that. It's just that, you know, oh, we're just like everyone else. And we're, See, we're okay, with and here's issues. my disagreement with that. That was the first time the show worked for me for what I think it was supposed to be. That it's like goofy, but then applying the real world to it sort of like, and it was, we peeled the onion on Jen some more in that scene where we got, you know, we got under, you know, she started talking about like, you know, I'm competing against myself. Hey, have suddenly you're this and no one is seeing Jen anymore. And that is, I, that should be her journey yeah. as a, a, a character wise. But it's a very small part of that show. It's the last like, what seven minutes or so where it's like oh i'm gonna be in the circle i'm gonna do this and it's funny and you know there's it's it's and i want it to work i want this to work so bad because yeah. down the line you know like i i would want i would she want hulk to be Avengers. part yeah on yeah or fantastic four or whatever because again she hulk has a very rich history with uh as a marvel as a marvel comics character right you know um and of course like oh god you know like i didn't even think about this Bruce, Bruce has got to come back. Yeah, that's the and that and that's it. There's a lot of missed opportunities with the show because of the decisions they made to do things like, hey, let's give the sub these these supporting characters completely off the wall plots that have nothing to do with what Jen's going on. We're going to waste time with that when you could have instead maybe had more of Jen and Bruce together. Personally, I think a huge thing of this show should have been, I would have included flashbacks. I would have had Jen and Bruce as younger cousins. How did these two people bond? Why are they, you know, why, why, why does, you know, it's obvious Bruce has a close relationship more than probably any other member of his family with at least this side and especially Jen. Give me more of that. Give me, you know. But instead we're getting Uncle Larry, no, Cousin Larry. Cousin Larry. From, from as her father. Fingers, and Chet. And Chet, idiot, idiot Cousin Chet. We don't, yeah, and again, like, I don't care about I don't and then a bunch hear. of like weirdo sort of like like hey let's have wong in here everyone loves wong right well, <laughs> I, well I do i love I wong do. who doesn't love who doesn't love wong who doesn't love wong anyway but but yeah um overall i'm disappointed and i don't want my criticisms to be about oh you're a misogynist you don't get this because it, it's it's the look even like i said I don't have a problem with that speech yet. A lot of people are like, oh, you're dismissing the Hulk. It's a, it's a knock. All the usual incel bullshit. However, I do think that that was the wrong place for that dialogue. If I were doing it, it would be, I would show, don't tell. I would show her struggles in with that and then have that as in an episode seven, eight, or nine blow up of of like of like oh you want to really know how i'm doing this this is how instead she did this sort of like here's matter of factly and it's done in a sort of uh, funny funny kind of way haha jokey way seven it, episodes and we have no villainy <laughs> titania yeah uh, they didn't they they screwed the pooch on that uh, which by the way i don't have a problem with their version of titania that 
makes sense as oh, Titania sure. would be a, an influencer. That's fine, but they didn't do anything with the character or made the rivalry. You know, in the comics, it is a whole thing where, like, the truth is, if I'm remembering correctly, and I believe I am, in the comics for the longest time, Titania was stronger than her and used to wipe the floor with her in fights. And it, she had to build up eventually only, like, I want to say maybe in the last 10 years where they did a story where it was like, she's like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this bitch. And I'm going to do some heavy league training with some people so that the next time we, we, we get together, even if she's stronger than me, I'm going to be able to take her out. Like, you could do they something They even screw the pooch with the wrecking crew. Yeah. You know, which again, the Gregg and crew, not the greatest villains, right? But there's so much you could have done with that. Yeah, right? better than what they with it. So whatever. Yeah, Ed is shut it down. Shut it all down. Um, instead of taking a break, I think we're gonna roll right into Andor. Okay. So you want to talk about a completely a, a 180 from everything we just said about both, you know, our criticisms of game. Of, we're talking of, about of, a rebellion. Of That's what we're talking and Andor, about. And John, you have not seen any of Andor yet. So, okay. This is the new Disney Plus Star Wars show. Um, coming on the heels of the last show was a Book of Boba Fett that mm -hmm. we got, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is a show that's coming to us uh, sort of shepherded by the show star, Diego Luna, and the writer uh, for... The uh, showrunner is... Tony Gilroy. It's Tony Gilroy who wrote Rogue One. Well, this well, first off, he he wrote the screenplay for the Bourne trilogy, right? He directed Michael Clayton. That goes to show you what type of a director he is. Yeah. He co-wrote Rogue One. So he's 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 Oscar nominated for Michael Clayton. So he's he's uh, you know, he gives you one of these he gives you the what it's like he be, doesn't have a lot of fantasy, that kind of action no, stuff in his background. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, different. It's very, Even with the Bourne trilogy, it is has the espionage. Yeah. Um, okay. Look, Rogue One is one of my favorite Disney Star Wars films because it gave me something that, you know, I've always wanted from Star Wars. Let's push the Jedi to the side a little bit and concentrate on the regular people in this world and how they're affected by the Empire and, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the rebellion um, as a real, let's be honest, a, a, a real insurrection, right? <laughs> right? And, and to be some background information for you, John, this is, this takes place five years BBY before the battle of Yavin. Before, you know, so before, before the first, the first Star Wars, um, the, you know, a uh, new hope. Yeah. And mentioning Gilroy, mentioning Diego Luna, there is no doubt watching this, that these guys must be very protective of this character and their corner of the star Wars world. And they must've convinced, you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau to give them the whatever budget and whatever freedom to do it. Because this show is unlike any of the other star Wars shows. It's so somber, so grounded. Um, Very friend of the show, friend, of the, friend yeah. of the show, uh, 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 Peter Madeira, when I was texting him back and forth, he was like, yeah, this is kind of like uh, those Swedish crime movies and shows to a degree. <laughs> so it's very like a girl with the dragon tattoo or uh, or true detective. It's more it has that kind of vibe. And the cast also the cast is, by the way, the cast is uh, a cast of a thousand. Uh, well, I mean, it's a huge, a large cast of ca of. Of a lot actors. of actors who have done a lot of Swedish TV in the BBC. Uh, actors who you have 
would have no idea who they are. I have no idea who they are. Um, the uh, I guess one of the big names is uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and uh, Diego Luna, who we know from Itumame Tambien. Motorcycle Diaries. Yeah, Motorcycle Diaries. Um, uh, and uh, what's the one with Tom Hanks? The Terminal? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's right. The Terminal. But we, we joke around because Diego Luna is this, Wait, you know. Wait, are you saying Tom Hanks is going to play young Chief Palpatine? You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, um, but like, Diego Luna is one of these characters along with, you know, his counterpart, uh, Gaida Garcia Bernal. Um, am I, I, I hope I'm saying his, his name right. So that they are known for, um, n stuff that they've done in their own home of, of a more international film. Yeah. Uh, is talent. They're more, they, and, and more known for smaller independent feature type stuff that has that flavor to it, mm -hmm. which I'm like, what's funny is, is I'm not sure that rogue one as itself Rogue One's very mainstream. Mm -hmm. It is very much a yeah. Star Wars movie with a with an accent of that. Here, that accent is is for is 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 pushed forward, and God damn it, it works. Diego Luna is a very unlikely Star Wars yeah, type guy. of guy, right? And well, yet, you know, I got the call for the Star Wars. I mean, I was really surprised. <laughs> The Star Wars. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. I, I, I was really taken back and quite surprised that they were going to give him his own series for that. Five years is After, a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Right? And a character who is not, you know, this show, it, it, you can say its DNA can be traced right back to Diego Luna's first scene in Rogue One. When we're introduced to Andor in Rogue One, he meets a guy and instead of, you know, it's like, we're going to get caught. And then he kills him. Not because that guy was threatening his life, you know, not because that guy had done a bad thing, but because he had to get the hell out of there as a spy. And that sort of sanguine and somberness is all throughout the show. And I don't want to say that that means that it's dull, but it's much more slower paced. Mm -hmm. It's more based around dialogue um rather and character rather than necessarily the plot because you know we we're we, we're a bunch in and like the last episode so andor is uh andor is finally getting recruited for some rebellion job but we're not even really super sure what it is yet well we do how know, it's gonna happen what, what we do know is that you know he's straight up a reluctant yeah you know guy like like i'm like i'm not yeah i don't want i'm not in it for 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 rebellion I, i'm not even gonna try i don't think that you it's know? possible he, yeah. he's he's of a lot of people of the time he's just like yeah. look i'll i'll f over the empire when i can mm -hmm. i'll steal some credits or here that whatever just to make you know make do and get by but i i he he's he like a lot of people are like this is just how the world is now and we have to adapt to it now, now that said the the flashbacks uh with his time uh in canary mm -hmm. right where they have a younger uh, version of of him and his story with uh, his sister and Bix or oh whatever, um, I set up straight up to you. I said, "Wow, you know, like," and this is before you watched it. The Star Wars franchise is f like gave us a world where it's like uh, <laughs> I I think I kind of a misnomer to it, which is like a 
emerald in uh, you compared it to John Borman's emerald forest uh, <laughs> because of their blow darts because of the blow darts I'm like whatever the case was it was a very uh, Amaz- see, Amazonian see, see my, my mind was was all like oh I get it beyond Thunderdome got it that which was I'm like that's better that's better beyond Thunderdome got it. it's beyond Thunderdome got it. who's 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 the Mel Gibson here who's the Mel Gibson here <laughs> where they have a lot of uh, they have kids who are abandoned on the planet seemingly, seemingly on their own yeah. having to do, you know and then he gets you know whisked away from it and that's again it is it's somber it's sanguine it's very grounded for it and I'm eating it up with a spoon because it's showing us aspects of the Star Wars world that I've been interested in from the get-go. You know, it's good that we've seen the war. We've seen the frontier planets. We've seen the battlefields and, you know, the space battles. But have we ever just seen, like, what is it like walking down the average city block in a Star Wars world, mm. regardless of what the world is? What is the day-to-day life of the senators? You know, I, I told you, uh, Cyril, Cyril Harm? Right, the, 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 the corporate guy. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> he messes up a job, right? On the job, and he screws up completely, right? And he's got to move in back and with he's his mom. Move back with his mom, and uh, goes to his mom, like just rings a doorbell at his at, at at his mom's place, and the door opens. You're back. Slap in the face. Come over here. Let me fix you some dinner. And I said to you, like, wow, that's. Why does this I, remind me of the beginning of the odd couple? Right, you know, which is <laughs> the they're just like us. The verisimilitude is so there. Yeah, you know. and and here's the oddly, I told you this. I'm a uh, while I love it, I have a a little bit of reservation about it, only because I was kind of like, ah, it's great that it's. I get why they're doing it. They want it to be relatable, but I was like, things could be a little more exotic, a little a little stranger, a little more alien, because you know you have like literally, it's like, oh, Mon Mothma shows up to an art house. Right. In her space Mercedes. <laughs> Again, the block tenement house that the corporate guy goes back to and so on and so forth. The bars. It's like, I I don't think it maybe it sometimes isn't as exotic as Star Wars, I think, should be. Mm-hmm. But that's a minor nitpick. Yeah. It's honestly a minor nitpick because here we have, again, this grounded world where, my God, you buy into everything. Um, which goes to the next thing is the production values of the show and the casting. The production values are insane. The, these effects and the and how it looks. I mean, you're like, how expensive is this? You know, you we got Diego Luna and Stellan Starsgard on the back of a speeder bike, and it looks real. Yeah. You know, um, I wanted to bring up the theme, which is like, and I told you this the other day, which is, uh, um, we finally get a sense of and talking about the greediness and the verisimilitude of it, how people actually go back to their mother's place if they're, if things don't pan out yeah. at their job, right? You know, um, that there is, we're getting a sense of what a Pax Republic is, you know, like a Pax Imperial Republic. The, the Pax Imperium, yeah. The Pax Imperium, right? You know, which the, is hey, like- Hey, look, as long as the trains run on time. Yeah. yeah you know, like, like I, like, you know, you think about it, you go, I think I'd be okay. I think I can be okay in this sort of universe. 
Um, meanwhile, like we know in the back of our heads, no, there's a there's, there's a, some bad shit happening on the outer rims, man. There's a sorcerer um, uh, emperor, you know, that's running the secret, show in the secret, background. Yes, a secret, a, a secret, basically demonic force is in, is is permeating. Literally, 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 yes, literally right. demonic. Who literally lives beyond death, right? Yes, yes. and uh, yes, the warrior, the magical warrior monks, they they are they're, they're gone. No more. Yeah, they're no, exactly. yeah, because they've been handled by his. Uh, his his android strong arm, his cy- you know, lieutenant. Yeah, his his his, uh, his uh, uh, cyborg Goebbels. Cyborg Goebbels. And meanwhile, you know, everyone or else is, is more, like, or is Vader more cyborg Borman? I leave the audience <laughs> to decide which he, which he is, which he is. And, but yeah, yeah. And everyone else is just like, yeah, I got to get to my job. Um, I'm having pasta tonight. Uh, again, the, you know? the, the, the uh, Mon Mothra's husband. You yeah. know, where where he's like. We've got a I dinner just, party. I, hey, we got a dinner party. We <laughs> got to make connections, right? I mean, look, I don't care. You know, I don't want to. But what about my guys? I don't want to hear about helping the other people. I just like, like, you know, let's live it up here a little here on Coruscant. And that is unlike, again, like you bring, like, it's unlike anything we've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. Uh, um, look, Boba Fett, is, look, Man, the Mandalorian is a Western, straight up Western. And much more action, adventure adventurous. Yeah. This is not any of that. Obi Wan Kenobi is a samurai. is a is a samurai post samurai yeah. type of story. Absolutely, right? you know? yeah. And then Boba Fett, which is just just, just a um, uh, a spin off spin off space western. And what's interesting is we've we've always talked about how Star Wars has that. Star Wars is Star Wars is part World War Two movie, part samurai, part you know magic and knights and stuff. Part you know the space stuff. What is Andor in the sort of like of all the influences that Lucas had that had that made the, fir- the original Swedish film? films? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Swedish, yes. as people so say. You're saying that we, so you're saying that 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 Swedish drama that it should be shot as though Sven Nyquist was in charge of it. Um, uh, well, I'm surprised they already killed him off, right? In in the Mandalorian. Are you saying that? Yeah, face. exactly. Wait, are you saying that? Are you saying that Andor should play death? In a game of chess, <laughs> I'm just throwing this out here for, for the fun. And by the way, by the way, I'm I'm sure that Diego Luna uh, pitched that. Perhaps there will be an episode, you know, where uh, Andor uh, in the world of the Star Wars. We tried to workshop this, you know, where it's like Stellan <laughs> Skarsgård always talks like this, and, uh, and it's like you know. But like, the, pro- the here's the problem. The problem is Stellan Skarsgård talks like this. And Andor talks and like this, and they're very close. <laughs> <laughs> and at Every, times it's everyone, like, everyone sounds like they're having there's something in their throat. Yes, so they're, they're, uh, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is is that if if uh, if they just got a little Listerine, it would we'd, we'd clear all this up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's unlike, and I can't categorize it within yeah. the context of Star Wars just yet. The one thing, the the most Star Warsy thing that we've gotten so far is the 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 crystal that he gives as down payment, right? Yes, right. To to and he's which indicates something. It's a Kyber crystal, right? And it's like, how did he get it? What is it? Which gets into my whole theory of like, okay, Skarsgård landed on that planet. He had that like retractable pole stick Mm, thing, and I'm going like, Kyber crystals here. I don't want him to have any connection to that stuff. I don't want him to be, you know. Let me put it, well, at most, at most, I, 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 
make him an ex-guardian of the Temple of the Wills. And that's as far as it goes. But he can't, don't make him a Jedi. Don't make him a Sith. I don't think right, so. Right, exactly like that. Um, actually, in talking again with uh, Jeremy Martin, King of Star Wars, I threw this one out. Uh, I think I did told you too, where I said, you know what? This show is so sanguine, so, so you know, gritty that I'm open to Skarsgård actually being an Imperial double, like a double agent, like basically the oh, sort of yeah, thing where, where it's like the end of the show is sort of like, and, you know, and or getting, um, you know, shock that he was brought in by an Imperial. And then they're just like, maybe he kills them. Maybe, and the rebels going like, well, you know, you did get the training from this Imperial officer. Mm. Why not, you know, make some good out of it. Join us and be part of the real rebellion. I don't know. I'm just sorry. That's just a, as, as, as a, as a sort of, uh, uh, just, just throwing it out there. Uh, the other thing about this show that I'm looking forward to, you know, as, as a, you know, hypothesizing is when's Tudyk showing up? <laughs> uh, K2SO. Yeah. Oh, for, first off, this is this is a twenty four episode show. show so they got right? a long time. We a can a long time, um, and it's not you know it's not an impossibility for for was So far, the we've only gotten the cute droid, which is a B two emo, I think. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's B2 or, emo. Yeah, something like that. I think that, I think that's the name of. The, and I like you know what I liked it. I really liked the design of that uh, of that droid, yeah. and I liked that he was an R two unit with a C three PO personality. Right. Basically. Right. And um, uh, yeah, K2SO at some point's got to show up. You know, now you know what my theory on that is. My theory on that is is that it will be a sort of thing. And I was that's joking. Your mission. I was I was no. I was joking with oh. Jeremy about this, and it was got like it, it's. Uh, Jeremy said, "You know what? He should go through a whole bunch of droids." <laughs> Sort of like James Bond always like getting his like equipment destroyed. And like by the third or the fourth one, like, you know, Mon Mothman brings him and is like, listen, Andor, uh, great job and all. But, you know, we're, we're kind of holding this down together with like gum and, gum and bailing wire, right? Like, we don't really have the budget for this. So like, you know, we're, we're sticking you with this droid that's got battle capabilities and some armor and stuff. And then like, again, it's like, hello there. And it's like, it's K2SO. It? And it's like, it's like, I'm only here because you have destroyed <laughs> droid droids. <laughs> uh, it's like, I got to do this because uh, Mon Mothma told me to I do mean, so. Exactly. Right? You know? I'm only joining you because the rebellion said I had to. Uh, Overall, though, like excellent, this is I want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Every episode ends and I'm like, OK, where are we going? What are we going to see next now? By the way, the first Star Wars show ever to use the word shit in it. That's true. That's true. Yes. Right. Here's my question. Do it's working for me, but I'm an odd duck. OK. I like this slower paced or thing. And again, Jeremy, a uh, friend of the show, Jeremy Martin, he kind of said, you know, his kids weren't, you know, super invested. They, you know, yeah, it's not you know, like, it's, it's not like the Mandalorian. And that's, that's the other thing. I don't think Even it is either. The Mandalorian either. really wasn't either. They give you but, a shot. Look. No, 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 I mean, because of cute baby Yoda, of course. You got cute baby Yoda and it's but, more action adventure, you know? But, you know, I feel like it. I think the there's some grittiness to the Mandalorian, yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty gritty, um, but it's more straightforward with a straightforward hero. So, but I would say it's not PG. It's PG thirteen. Probably, well, so yeah, yeah. They, the yeah. one of the female leads in this is uh, Adria Arjona, right? You know, she's a beautiful woman, by the way. You know, they give a little bit of, I think, almost side boob, like you know, like. <laughs> Like because you know she's. So you're saying it's risque for Disney? Yeah, for Disney it's risque. 
What I'm saying is that when I went to the Faloni, <laughs> the, the, the Faloni, <laughs> and I said, have there ever been a sex scene in Star Wars? Actually, let me ask you guys this <laughs> as an outsider. Um, does Disney eventually need to make a, 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 an adult section that precludes, you know, 16 and under? You know, like rated R. Basically, do they have to go rated R on some kind? On Deadpool? This is, this is, on some kind. okay, this is, um, this is John's way of saying he wants to see hot on Wookiee action. <laughs> Daddy like. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that this comes closest to exactly that because of the somber nature, because it's not flashy. Like, there was one action sequence over the course of four or five episodes, which is basically just there's a shootout and Skarsgård and Diego Luna are on a, a speeder bike and something explodes. But there, other than that, there hasn't been big fights or no, 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 space no. battles or anything like that. And yeah, that's what kid's gonna really watch that unless he's a little slightly odd, you know? Yeah. Actually, let me pose this question. Um, do you think some of these shows are hurt because they can't go? Like, do you, like, are you like, hey, how come we that we did so didn't get ripped? Well, off, I mean, know? more than that, like you and I, that was our whole thing with Boba Fett. We were like, Boba Fett should have been the Sopranos. Mm -hmm. It should have been about a mafia boss consolidating his power, and that's not going to be pretty or nice. Mm -hmm. And instead, it was just kind of like goofy fun, fun action. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is, it's so somber, and they're so like, you know, like personally, honestly, I think some of this could get uncomfortable because this is the sort of like, hey, the rebels, they're the good guys, right? What did I just call them? They're insurrectionists. <laughs> I think, okay. I think, I think they are, they are, they are, they're insurrectionists. They are, um, they're hidden. They're terrorists. In, in the, in the Imperial would look at them as insurrectionists. Terrorists. A better question Period. I think is, is can Disney plus be an HBO max? And the question, and the issue, I think the answer is the clear answer is no, it won't. And it will never be HBO max. Um, isn't shy about giving you those like, Side you know, move. Yeah, the, those orgy scenes, right? right yeah. Isn't shy about that, you know, We're and it's never been a shy. And also the fact that the brand of star Wars probably isn't elastic enough to do something that would have super mature themes yeah, or super star, mature content. What star Wars has gone for it is it's always been kind of, Four Family friendly, yeah. Yeah. everyone can enjoy it. But like, but are we missing some artistic? Yes, and like some deep, but that, deeper kind of. Yeah. But, but that, you, can, you can still tell a good story, yeah, right? Yeah, you can yeah, still tell. Uh, you don't obviously. have to necessarily you have. Don't have to have heads exploding to tell a good right. story, right? Yeah, and I think that this is where this maybe this is where this show fits mm -hmm. because they are again they are again it's not you don't get a sense that this is nothing's been happy go lucky. No. Nothing on this show has been the it's the humor. There's there's been some humor, but what do I okay, what's what is maybe the funniest thing that's happened in in four episodes? I can't think. I think honestly, the funniest thing to me was Andor getting stopped by that guy, and the the big alien is next to him and is like, well, "Why did you bring this guy here?" And the other guy, and the big alien goes like, "He just asked me to show up." And it's like basically like he wanted him to think that this guy was gonna like beat him up. But the guy, the, the alien was like, he wasn't really into it. So he's just kind of like, I don't know, he just asked me to come over. I was like, okay, well, at least I know that you're not going to kill me. I'm going to, and that was funny, but it wasn't like, ha, 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 ha. 
ah, it was like, ah, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's but funny. But listen, it, it really wins in terms of, you know, being a show for people like us. We're a lot older and we're, we're dudes who love, we're older dudes who love Star Wars, you should know. I, should I watch it? Yeah. I honestly, I like honestly, it. John, you specifically, uh, I think you'd get something. I think you would get a lot out of it. Cool. My I wife would not. I'll tell you straight up. <laughs> because because she has to she's consume. She has to consume things that's on a fly, right? You know, she doesn't have the attention, uh, or nor the time she to sit down. Like yeah. Or the or the or the history yeah. lore background that you and I are, yeah. where we were watching this and we'll go, "Ooh, he's got a kyber crystal. What does that mean?" Yeah. You're watching and we're like, "I don't know what a fucking kyber crystal is, and I don't care." Right. <laughs> Overall, though, yeah, I'm I'm really impressed. I got to see where it goes. And what I hope it does is I hope it doesn't really cross over into the other, again, where we are at this time is I don't need to see Ahsoka. There'll they'll, they'll be a flashback episode where Stellan Skarsgård turns into Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> former, <laughs> former, 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 uh, uh, sensitive, four sensitive, not a rebellion like rabble rouser. Well, as again, uh, we're dro- we're name dropping him a lot, as Jeremy Martin would say. Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, you get him, you get the other Skarsgård br- uh, brother in, and Peter Skarsgård, who's not even related. Who's not even related to, to them. To I, you know what? <laughs> Wait, uh, is this one of those shows that you have to have seen Rogue One and some Star Wars background to get? Or- Rogue yeah, One, I think, in Rogue One is really important to <laughs> to get to. I don't know about that. You did bring that up. You don't think like- so? I don't think you need to see Rogue One. To get it. To get it. I think you, I, 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 I think it, it helps. I think it is, you know why? It helps in your general interest because you already know the character and now it's like, oh, I want to know what his it history helps, is. But it, you could, you could watch it stand alone. You could, you could just sit down, watch it. And it's like, as long as you know the basics that there was a Republic and now it's an empire. And these are the people living in the time who are going to rebel. Once you get, if that, you don't need to know about Luke or Jedi's or Sith or you any are, of that lore. You were out you were in the kitchen when we when we said this. It's like we're the, the, this setting is the the Pax Imperium, right? Everyone gets to live their lives as long the trains run. Everything's fine, you know. It's only the people who are getting their who's who the Empire's got their boot on their throat yeah. in like the outer rims or real or real like mineral heavy, mining. Heady, yes, and that is a big yeah. part of this right. show. A it's, huge part of it's Africa. No, it is, it is, it, it is yes. a big part is the idea of the empire going out and sort of like, blood diamonds. you know, scraping these planets of their, you know, leaving environmental resources. degradation in their, mm. in their wake um, of, of the fact that we have a whole thing of this sub, Standard oil. we wow. have this, we have this corporate <laughs> subplot where they get into the idea that, look, okay, hey, the Emperor killed the, you know, the Emperor Invader killed the Jedi. They, he says, we have the new, uh, you know, Galactic Empire. But notice, we still have the Senate and all this other stuff happening, it's the trappings. And, yeah, exactly. And they get into, a, you know, there there is a it's, whole. It's it's Hitler after the Reichstag. Well, it is the idea that it's like. He, There's still like some kind of government going, but he's. Right. He's and the, the first and there. the first phase of a lot of this is the fact that they let the corporations do whatever they want. Right. That's just, that's fantastic. Right. At first, that's great for the corporations. They love it. They're like, ah, you're going to let us do whatever we want out in the outer rims and be a law unto ourselves? Fine. And that's how it starts. That's how it starts. And then, and then, the, fa- and then the fascists decide, you know what? 
no, we should run the corporation too. We should take over and we have 100% control. And on that level, it's good. It shows it, it's going through that. It's gritty and real in that sense. So this is the beginning of the end. Well, uh, it's, it's, no, it's the beginning of the rebellion against it. Yeah. It's that, they, you know, this is 15 years after Luke and Leia are born, basically. Yeah. And it's now starting to become apparent to a bunch of various factions that we may have a shared interest in overthrowing the empire. The enemy of my enemy is my And it's not even that they're necessarily enemies. It's just like, you know, it's like they have their own interests. They have their own specific problems with the empire. And now they're sort of going like, oh. But we need to defeat them before they defeat us. Right, exactly, and the only way we're going to do that is if we come together. If we, we, we. And that's where the rebellion. And and, and and why it is called, you know, it's not just the rebel. They are they are the rebel alliance. They are the allied rebels from all over who all have their own axes to grind. And I, I suppose what we will learn in the show is what Andor's very specific axe to grind is and i'm looking forward to it like yeah. i john you, you know if the, i'll watch it thank give you give it give, give it a watch it has that it's it you know i always say it's keeping it real that makes it fun for me right right uh not to go on a tangent or go adhd but do we have word on a ben uh series two you mean Obi-Wan kenobi, obi-wan kenobi season two no not yet no but but not yet but here's my prediction on that one uh, and we'll 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 we'll, we'll end uh, as soon as I say. Ed, don't you think that if they do a season two, do you think Andor will? No, they don't. The timelines aren't quite for 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 I that. Thought were kid, I thought Luke and, and Leia are kids, and this is happening. No, this is only five years before. So before. Luke and Leia are fifteen years old. Yeah. So it's older than the period when we last saw Kenobi. But they could do a 10-year flash. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly all the Game of Thrones cast is in. <laughs> uh, you made me lose my train of thought again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, of, of, where, of where it was going. So, ben, yeah. so, oh, um, about Kenobi. About Kenobi. Don't you think if we get a season two that we got to address the brother? <laughs> Who's the brother? And, 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 I don't know if you remember is, in Obi Wan and uh, Obi Wan. There was a whole thing where there Wayne was one, Kenobi is there, his there, name. Where, where, <laughs> there was there was a point where um, uh, Obi Wan he starts talking to Leia about like he says, you know, I was taken as a child, and she asks some questions. He's like, I was taken as a child. Very, he says, Jedi was taken very young as a child. I don't remember much about my but life. I think I had a brother. I believe I had a brother. I, and I'm going like, oh, wow. and I was like, I was like. Well, you, no, that's too big. You you can't just drop the idea yeah, that yeah. Ben Kenobi in this period of time has possibly living family that we could that do something with. Before? No, that's, that that's was why it shocked us all. Wow. We were all kind of like, "Wait, what do you mean that?" Whoa. And and the fact and the fact that he okay, rem- big, yeah. and right and the fact that he remembered it means there had to be some closeness in the age. Like it's not like. Yeah. Uh, I was taken, you know, I was taken at four or five, uh, and, and, but he was 18. But that would be very, like, very ancillary, you know, type of plot, because you can't say that, oh, well, oh, maybe you can say he's, he's, he's a force user, too. I think that the fact well, that the, the, the fact that the first season of Kenobi it's genetic. Wait, wait, wait. It sounds the, like heroin, though. No, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> you gotta get you off the force, man. 
corrupting you. It's like, yeah. You need the 12 step program, man. You first off, here's the problem. Help, I do not need. Here's the problem. Since the force, <laughs> since the force is the higher power, Bullshit and there were, but wait, if the force is the higher power in the Star Wars universe, then when you go through the 12 steps, who do you give it all up to if you're trying to quit the force? That's right. <laughs> Too many conundrums. Actually, no, but Ed, no, here's, think about this. Since the first season of Kenobi had as a big part of it the whole idea of this, the the that Jedi underground, another sect of what will become the rebellion of these parents and kids who are being part of the the, the Jedi underground that mm. they showed. If Kenobi's got a brother and it is genetic, he could easily get roped in. He could have kids who are force sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then suddenly, like, look, we could get a whole story of... Kenobi finding that out. Uh, Kenobi coming to a crush. Sheev being who he is will use his resource and go, I must find yes. the brother of, of Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Wayne Kenobi. Wayne Kenobi. Well, we, have a, well, we, also, have, we also have a Why ton of- I think it's Wayne? <laughs> okay, because me, me and Ed always have a joke. Uh, we call anyone who, anytime a character comes out of no, a character's a, in a show a, and out of nowhere they get a brother, for no reason, it's like suddenly brother. His name is Wayne. His name is Wayne because because in twenty four, President Palmer's brother, who also becomes president of the United States, shows up in like season three or four. His name is Wayne, Palmer. and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> we're like what? No, we have been through you for close to five years. I think that's more. At no point did you mention that you had a brother, much less one that you would be would get a job in government. It, and it's suddenly I think like it's Morris Chestnut. I forget the it name. It was of the Morris actor. Chestnut. Morris I Chestnut. think it's like, like Wayne Palmer. Wait, wait, what's this? Wayne? This is way, way, way back when. In the early 2000s were like, what's his name? Wayne, Wayne? And, so they, and so now, anytime it's like he's Wayne this. <laughs> Miguel, I think you would coin the term, that's Familia MacGuffin. Familiar Familiar <laughs> yeah, it is. It's suddenly like you know, out of nowhere. Suddenly, and so professor, and, send, and so we get I bow to, to you, and so we get into this whole like you know the jokes for this write themselves. It's like, you know, it's like, no, you, no, you, you. You can't sleep on my couch, Wayne. <laughs> no, I don't have the cave anymore. <laughs> no, I moved out to this place. No, no, you can't. <laughs> and that's a trope, right? Which is like, you know, there's a brother who shows up. Who's out kind of, of a near do well. Yeah, you know. Oh, hello. Oh, Sam, I don't live in the cave anymore. You know, like, 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 well, uh, so um, I'm not sure what we're gonna do next. I mean, we've been on a hiatus, and I'm glad we that we it'll be. But we covered like. The six things that we missed, <laughs> and a lot, and a lot of stuff. Two part, almost, 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 almost. Um, well, there are a lot of things coming down the pipe. Do we, oh. You know, Black Adam, as we said, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> We're going to talk about the next teaser of Black Adam in our next show. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the next teaser of Black Adam is. And on that note, to be continued. To be continued. Thanks for listening to To Be Continued, the Fanboy Podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.